You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic, TBC Classic, and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazed Bob, and today we're joined by Mel, aka Melarina. How you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. Awesome. And we're also joined by Ryan, aka Cognitive Pit. Hi. I didn't well, ask the question. I was just told that i was joining so hello <laughs> next you're here that's all we have to say now you're that. here <laughs> and for the first time on the show we have two two guests we have we have kissed casimo slash Chilbra. how are you doing brother doing pretty well man awesome awesome and then we also have host of a prepared podcast snowby on how you doing yeah good man thank you for having me on Thank you for 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 coming. We, we we have a lot of guests on this show. We love having we love having guests because we get so many different pers- perspectives. So we can't wait to dive in. All right, guys. This week we are gonna do. There's my dog saying what we're gonna do. Also, also, but this week we're going to be we're gonna do regular house uh, housekeeping. We're gonna hit on the news uh, phase two launch. Uh, the end of our arena season one. Then we're gonna move on to get to know our two our two guests because it's the first time on the show, and that's how that's 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 how we do it. And then we're gonna talk just basically an open forum PvP dis- discussion. So I hope you're into PvP because there's gonna be a lot of it this week. So with that said, yep, we had a new a new review and a f- a follow up. Yeah, yeah. So the first review was on Warcraft Radio. Uh, hey, guys, been listening since pre-patch. And let me tell you, you guys are awesome. I have to travel for work once a week. And you guys have made that trip to where I almost want to go most times instead of dreading it. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, started as a horde paladin. Granted, <laughs> sweaty grinded to 65 in like two weeks. Burnout. Then finally, after lots of begging, got the wife to switch from retail and boost with me. But she needed a cute character. And Horde has none, apparently. That's definitely true. That's absolutely the case. Yeah, Blood Elf Paladin. I mean, what dude. about the Blood Elf, though? I, I would argue that's the cutest character, both male and female. Cute right? males? Um, a little too sassy. You know, if you don't vibe out on that that toxic Britney Spears dance, uh, <laughs> it just might not be for you, you know? <laughs> you got more options on Alliance. What is the male one? The male one's the one from uh oh what's it Napoleon the, uh, one Dynamite that dance yep. Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, yeah. It's pretty yep. funny. That one's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's hard for me to remember because normally they're dying by my hand anytime I see them. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't see them dancing very often. Uh, but she needed a cute character, and Horde has none apparently. Uh, again, true. So we've rolled Alliance Night Elves, and I couldn't be happier to play. Keep up the amazing job. Sorry, Bob, 
but I hate Apple everything, so no Apple review. Mel rocks my socks, and yep, you inspired me to keep with my druid. <laughs> it's just me hating my warrior. <laughs> as inspired. Uh, now, they better be good in phase two plus, or I'm coming for you. They definitely are. For the horde, soon perhaps the alliance, old Blanche. So thank you, Ripper, from old Blanche. Nice. Uh, that's a great review. I'm glad you're joining us on the alliance side. Uh, it's really, I mean, it's really what the where the real game is. I don't want to put it that way, but you've never really played World of Warcraft unless you're an alliance main. <laughs> yep. And for anybody else that doesn't want to use Apple, you can do what he did and just go to warcraftradio.com slash directory and leave a review there. Yeah. We just got a follow-up to a review from Thundet. Um, as we pointed out our, our enjoyment of Thundet's name. Hi, all. Thundet is my tune. The name came from the fact my first WoW tune <laughs> made when Vanilla first came out was an orc warrior named Thundar the Barbarian which was a favorite cartoon of mine. Yes, I'm old. Bob, any any recollection? I I had to look this up, but I did have faint memories of it. I mean, it's old. Yeah, We're Bob might have like, been too old for. Bob was Bob was 30. Yeah, I was like years the old. He-Man days. Yeah, <laughs> I was like the He-Man days. Like this was like way this was a bit bef- this was basically like came out like when I was born. That's all. Yeah, running some numbers, but that might be true. <laughs> Which is fine. It is fine. <laughs> Which is <laughs> fine, you guys. This is very unfortunate. I was muted during the past conversation, and I had so mm-hmm. much to say about it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me finish what Thundet had to say, and okay. then we'll get back to Mel. Thank you. I I wasn't enjoying the warrior, so my next tune was a female dwarf hunter. Another switch to the alliance, who I named as Thundet. She's been my main tune since then. Boring story, but you asked. Take care, all. And again, love the podcast. For the Alliance, this time, Greg, a.k.a. Thundet. Thank you for, for giving us that little story. We always appreciate yeah, yeah. that. And uh, We we'll, were completely wrong. We thought it was a shaman. We'll all have to check out Thundar the Barbarian together. <laughs> Maybe <night. laughs> to watch, watch along. Watch party. <laughs> yeah. But thank you guys for writing in. Uh, always appreciated. So my comments on the previous review mm-hmm. were that it's very true. There are no cute characters on Horde. And when I started playing, Bob wanted to switch to Horde. And I said, absolutely not. And we this was did way back switch in to vanilla. Horde in TBC, TBC because they got Blood Elves. <laughs> Blood Elves are acceptable. Yeah, they so, had to give the horde something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too much something <laughs> looking at what happened. But uh yeah, so uh what's everybody been doing this week in WoW? Um who wants to go first? I'll go first. Sweet. Um I did more Kara on my druid, which went well. Druids are, are really they? good. Yeah. Uh <laughs> back to back to the review. Uh like I like tanking on the druid. Um, the only problem is I do have less options than a warrior. So it's like plausible deniability. We're on a warrior. If you suck, it's like, well, why didn't you do this? Why don't you do that? If you suck on a druid, it's just like, well, you only had three different buttons. So there's nothing you really could have done there. <laughs> you did. You did your best. I'm sure. 
but no, it's been really good. Um, getting pretty geared on the Druid. And then I dropped Herbalism today, in fact, and leveled my oh, yeah? Jewel Crafting all the way up. Uh, yeah, nice. you know, Jewel Crafting, I'm just tired of looking at, at Jewels. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it'd be some good money making uh, without a lot of effort. And uh, so far, well, yeah. considering you're spending so much time, I, I just leveled it today. <laughs> so we have we have some Stay time tuned. to make it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just never picked herbs. Good. Like I yeah, love I was mining. Say, never pick herbs. Yeah, I should probably drop herbalism just because I never it's a get on sink. an herb. It sounds like a great idea in theory. You go out. You're like out there. You're like, oh, between cues, I'll go look for mana thistle. Yeah. I don't even do that. So it's like I had no reason mm-hmm. to keep herbalism. So yeah, but now we're doing arena cues. It's and a arena cues happen in like so five seconds. The arena cues are so. Yeah, I was about fast. to say it's a horse. Well, I hate you guys on the last Something side. <laughs> Mining at herbalism. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean the 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 cues like even for non alteric valley for the alliance currently are like three to five minutes. So she'll just go yeah. herb like right there by Shat, and she'll have enough time to get you know a few. You're yeah. attacking me because yeah, the and then I call for oh, help when the hordes start to kill me, and people are right there. It's wonderful. <laughs> yep, there's 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 so many people just chilling in Shat. <laughs> oh, what about uh, what about you, Casimo? What have, uh, what have you been up to this last week? I've been leveling way too many alts. Uh, my main focus lately has just been leveling everything for season two, and here it is, right around the corner. A lot sooner than expected, uh, and uh, yep. kind of like in that same situation with Snowby, as far as like arena grind, where it's like uh, I'm short on time. But yeah, just been focusing on alts and trying to prepare for next phase. Yeah, because you two, you do uh, PvP together, right? Like arena, uh, well, we, we, we would like to, but someone doesn't have a out prepared on the hold side where my I, my rogue is. So I can't commit to the maybe you could I can't say commit to the pins yet. someone doesn't have did, a did, alliance character uh, to play with Casimo. Uh, uh, I got my alliance. I got my EU. I'm not. I'm not I, I, guys, I, I already have a rogue problem, right? I already have three rogues. That's too many rogues. <laughs> I can't make yeah. a fourth rogue. That's uh, it's too good. You could. Many. You could. <laughs> yeah, I already have four, four horror point. flashbacks. Have, have you guys you tried have to get a heroic rogue. as a rogue? It's it's horrible. <laughs> it's oh. great when people don't notice you half the time because you don't do anything for the group. <laughs> uh, but no, I have my horde mage that I need to level. I did a few uh, slight pin runs today. I'm like working on it. Sixty five, getting there. So it's not bad. I don't know. I just nice, yeah. nice. No, no, you've done well. You've done well. It's uh my my out is. 59 almost 60 my my non rating out yeah that, that that did well yeah but i'm in the same situation i've got two rogues already 70 i'm working on two more that i'm gonna get to 70 next during it so then should have Why two mages so too rogues uh it's what i did back in the day when i wanted to arena heavily is just get a lot of rogues and just play with everybody so I'm working on that. Oh, so they're rogues on different servers, at least. Yeah, like I have a Horde Scarum rogue right now. I have my Alliance White Main. Those are both 70. Um, I'm working on my Horde rogue on this server on White Main, as well as a Ferlina Horde rogue, too. So all works in progress. Kind of stretching yeah, myself in there. I got two there. characters, and it's rough. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, Snowmy has a horde rogue on White Mane with us. So we might have fought once or twice. I don't I don't often pay attention to the names. So, you know, like yeah, I, I could like run into people and like not even know it. I look at the guild tag usually to determine how much I hate them when I when I see them <laughs> run It's not a vanilla classic thing, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about Varg Flocken? Uh I don't think you guys are on my shit list, honestly. Uh, you, you guys haven't, like, I don't recall <laughs> you guys as, as the guys that have run past and, like, ganked me. But as a rogue, if someone ganks my out, I have to immediately log on to my other rogue and then gank them until they log out of the game. So yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> that's, that's, I literally had my level 70 lock just logged in whatever zone I was, I was leveling in while, while leveling the warrior just for that reason. I feel like that's a must in BC, especially with flying mounts and stuff. You just kind of have to. I, yeah. I feel like yeah, I, so. I can't ignore that answer being he doesn't even think of us. That's really what. <laughs> I know. That's what I was like. I was like, that's kind of sad. You guys, we need to step up our game. Yeah, we got to step up our world PvP. Me and Buttery <laughs> haven't been uh, ganking as much as we used to back in the day. Yeah, we we got some, we got quite a bit of hate for the amount of ganking we were doing, like, Towards the f the end of uh, of actual classic, me and Buttery and Vike out on the ramp and Siltus, dude. Uh, we got some, uh... especially if you hang out at uh, the ZG Island where people are trying to get buffs. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, you get a yeah. lot of hate messages in that. You get a lot of hate. I think messages. me and Butters ran into you uh, on the the Elemental Island that one time. I don't know. It's like fuck yeah, yeah. yeah that super, dude, super dude, those uh, those places. Yeah. <laughs> we killed each other a few times <laughs> yeah it was back and forth it was funny he's by himself though so and it's like a hunter versus he he has a macro to where he spams it to where if a rogue reses he like targets them and then puts a hunter's mark on him instantly so if you like vanish it off then you just get destroyed but yeah super toxic so not solo rogue friendly yep. yeah, that was a classic experience that's a classic pvp experience yeah. it was fun so. Camp oil or be camped. Yep. I think my favorite time was when we would go, uh, what's it, uh, Fellwood. We would go there and just hunt down people trying to get their last, their last buff, the Songflower. Song yeah. And then if you killed somebody with full buffs, you felt guilty and satisfied all at the same time. I killed a lot of people. You guys just have to make a character on progress <laughs> and you wouldn't feel no guilt. <laughs> getting getting uh, redemption when you kill other people. I, I once watched Tatsu oh, nice. get uh, jumped by seven rogues at one time just wow. to stop him getting world buffs. They had an assassin squad Whoa. waiting for him. Oh my god. Yeah, I've claimed a few wars from the uh, Alliance side in uh, Fellwood yeah. trying to get Songflyer as the last thing with the War Chiefs. It's uh, pretty satisfying. It's actually terrifying. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying as Alliance, I'll tell you that. So I've experienced that trying to get buffs on my ally mage when I was raiding. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like? Holy crap. I think I think the best one ever was Mel and I were like level 55. She was under Druid. I was on on my lock. And my my lock was like kind of tweaked out. I had like, I don't know, like 60 shadow power, which pretty is well pretty geared, high yeah. for level 55. And this this warrior with full buffs got to the to the Songflower first and, and attacked us, killed Mel. But then before, like, like I was like, oh, almost about to die. And I killed him. 
It was hilarious. And so he just, and then all of his guilds showed up right after that, and they had to be just making so much fun of him. <laughs> all right. But uh, Snow, what have you been up to? Uh, a lot of arena. A lot of arena. An insane amount of arena. I've been trying to get glad, and then uh, this recent Blizzard announcement has made it very hard. <laughs> I, I got one week now, yeah. essentially. You got like a little bit and then one week to get that last glad rating push. So I, I've just been in the, the hyperbolic time chamber. Good way to put it. trained by a lot of really yeah. good uh, <laughs> PvPers, pretty much. Do you do awesome. twos, threes, and fives, or do you focus on one? I uh, just focus on twos right now. Just focus on twos. It's easier to start in twos, and then you go to threes and, and such later, because twos is just mm -hmm. this less stuff happening. You go to jump into threes, yeah, it's, uh, it's overwhelming at first at a high level. If you think you got a bad, feel bad for a Chanimal, dude. Oh my god, I can only imagine him now. Yeah, all the requests are going to come in with the one and a half weeks. Chanimal is going to be stressing, actually. Chanimal is going to be stressing because all the requests are going to come in yeah. and he needs to get his own rank ones as well now because like, this, this announcement has scuffed so many people out, honestly, because... Uh, a lot of people were planning to have that, that week, last mm -hmm. week push, but now it's like, this is the last week push. we got the last week push now coming up. Like I spoke to you before, I kind of felt like it was going to be four weeks, and now it's a week and a half, so that's kind of yep. stressful. But good, honestly. Yeah. It's one week. Yeah, super hey, stressful. Well, Mel, what have you been up to, Mel? Oh, not a lot. I've been super busy, I guess. I haven't played a ton, but... I think I did I did the raids and then I did some arena. We've been doing fives just to try to get points. We have like 10 people on our fives team. Um, and yeah, I think that's honestly about it. Nothing too exciting this week. Yeah, it's the, um, it's the same for me. Just raids. Uh, last weekend, we went to Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. So we were downtown, stayed at a, 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 a hotel the whole weekend partied way too much, slept way too little, and walked way too much. I walked like 17 miles one of the days. It's like, it's like in a big old hall, but it was a real like good a time. Experience. Yeah, dude, we got to, it was fun. got to see a bunch of stars. We got to see a bunch of cause of, of cosplay. It was kind of, it was a little bit of a bummer with the cos with the cosplay because of the the masks. Like everybody wore masks, you know, yeah. for for protection. It was kind of a bummer because it kind of took away from some of the stuff. But at the same time, everybody kind of cosplayed as either a ninja or a doctor. So I mean, it was kind of you know, it's kind of like everybody was joining in, right? I mean, that's the easiest cosplay. What's going on, right? Right. <laughs> you're cosplay doctor, right? <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so we didn't do much. So before we move into the news and talk about that, yep. Do you want to, was there anything you wanted to talk about on raid progress? Um, Raids were easy, right? I think raids are easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, I thought maybe you'd want to fill people in on like the D, the DKP change. And oh, stuff yeah, like true. That. So maybe other people are having, this is going to be a, a venting session more than a, villain <laughs> maybe other people are having this problem too where i feel like a lot of people are going to be familiar with it well it's like there's no gear in 25 minutes like that's just a fact there's no gear in 25 minutes at most there's like a piece you need or you get your you need your tier um people just don't want to show up to 25 minutes if they don't need anything that seems to be what's going on 
If I had to guess, weirdly, Kara has yeah. long has more longevity since everybody still needs like a weapon or like one single piece Actually of Kara that's yeah. not dropping for them. Uh, yeah, but twenty five man's like we've been we had we had a roll like with twenty three a couple of times. Um, this time we had to get somebody last minute to, to fill in. Uh, so our solution is starting next week, and this is gonna apply for way less weeks than I thought it would because again the next phase is coming out very soon as we'll discuss. Uh, but we're just going to be giving out like minuscule amounts of DKP for uh, these these upcoming races. We've been sophorizing because DKP when you're doing Kara with a bunch of different groups didn't really make sense. And then with such little gear dropping in 25 man, uh, you would never be able to like spend the DKP that the raid is gaining. So we decided to just wait till phase two. Uh, but now, yeah, we're just going to do it a couple weeks earlier to get people's attendance up. Make sure we know who's actually going to be here for phase two, because <laughs> I suspect it's going to be actually a little bit harder. Uh, it's going to, you know, potentially take a, a consistent group of people, at least, where we're not switching people in and out every week <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in order to keep it on farm. But uh, that is what we're doing. Uh, but other than that, Raid has been going well. I'm really looking forward to the phase two stuff, though. Me too. Me too. You guys haven't done any PTR stuff? No, Ooh, we've done none. I've watched yeah, some PTR we, stuff, and I feel like, like the way that VAR yeah, handling things is really good compared to what's going on. Like soft resing into like DKP small amounts, and then going to the system after this, it's gonna be really good. Um, but yeah, everyone should be happy. That's the goal. Yeah, I think it's a good. Everything's smooth. I feel like right now. Oh, good. Good but, luck with that, man. Everyone should be happy. five. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Impossible. if that's your goal, you have never gonna win. Well, it always it always goes back to the same discussion. I always go back and say like the same amount of loot is dropping no matter what system. Well, it's gonna be better <laughs> next tier because they're gonna drop more tokens, right? So yeah, for tier gonna it's good. gonna be a lot better yeah. for people getting their set stuff together, and then. With the double drops coming from uh, tier four, anyone missing pieces are going to really quickly be able to snap be those able, up. Be able to gear up all We had a too. lot of re-rollers in our guild. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's move into... <laughs> Time for the news. So first up in the news, we uh we got it we got it confirmed phase 2 in TBC's coming September 15th. We also got a confirmation of classic uh vanilla um coming, but no date. So classic like like classic vanilla fresh is is coming. We just don't know exactly when, but it is for sure coming. And that's all the information they gave. All that we know right now on PTR is the chrono is there. Like that's the only change that we know is there. I'm assuming spell batching isn't in, and I'm assuming it's exactly the way we left it. Yeah, that's how I would think too. From right before pre patch. I feel like that's good on their part. I don't know. I feel like they're handling things pretty well, considering what, all the what's going on with how they're doing the fresh classic, as well as like the TBC changes and whatnot. So it's a trap. They're they're blowing everything they've got right now while we're distracted. I mean, it could be right. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you look at, I don't play retail, but apparently the retail patch it's supposed uh, to be really is good. coming out as well. 
It, well, yeah, but it's just like everything everyone wanted coming out at once. We feel like they're like just showing their cards like, at this point. Look over like, here. Hey, look over everything. here. Yeah, they're just like, they're like, please don't hate us anymore. Yeah. I mean, I get that too. <laughs> here's this yeah. and here's you phase see two. See the shiny thing? See the shiny well, thing yeah, over yeah. here? Yeah, I mean, them shortening the, They're going to bring in tokens. Season. They're going to do these changes then bring in tokens and then uh, then people will flip that uh, side of the coin. Well, the biggest thing I, I feel know, like I people are like, they're upset, but people being upset doesn't last more than one to two weeks most of the time. So they're just like at this point. Yeah. But like I don't whoever wrote the article for the new changes, I feel like should be praised because whoever that guy is, phenomenal. Like everything that was said in that post and the way he said it and the way he phrased it, amazing. Like and I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Um, is it that uh Kassinex? What's his I, name? I don't I'm not sure. Uh I think so. No. Um hold You on, can I tell can that tell they're you. being way more careful and they're being really exactly. like um thorough in their patch notes yeah <laughs> that has been I'm pretty sure the guy that writes it is randy randy johnson, randy johnson. Down from, or is it randy jordan it's the guy that was first on the instance podcast scott with, johnson uh, scott well but it's okay <laughs> so it's randy johnson. jordan <laughs> yeah yeah They're randy jordan johnson, johnson and johnson there you go yeah but yeah, he's the one that normally writes all of those. So I I don't know. Like, is this too soon? Is it too? Well, they're hurrying it, right? They're they're shortening the off season in order to bring all of this sooner. It's like too soon, but also it's good because everybody's kind of bored of content because you have I feel like the player base is kind of split, right? It's half the people are bored with the game and they don't want to even show up, which is kind of what we're realizing with the rating and stuff, right? And then you have other half that just like wants the content faster. I don't know. It's like I feel like it's good. Yeah, let me uh let me read the next the uh next thing because this is this is the problem. I think it is great, like it's like late for PVEers and too soon for PVPers. Now the way That's a good way to put it, yeah. The way Arena season one is gonna end is it's going to end a week after the patch hits. So uh, August 31st, the patch comes in, uh, bringing in Guild Bank's uh, group browser tool, uh, the Ar- the Arena standings, uh, uh, viewable stuff. And then September September 7th, uh, the, the um, next week, our Arena Season 1 ends. And then you get a one week instead of two weeks, which they said prior. You get a one, you get a one week... Uh, reprieve and then on September 14th when raid content opens up season two opens up and so so with all of that in we can kind of discuss like pros and cons well actually raid content comes out September 15th <laughs> the next day oh and uh okay so the arena season starts a day early oh okay yeah they're locking uh the raids till that Wednesday, so they Why? all uh, they all un- unlock a, a time that Wait, like everybody Wednesday? can. Yeah, compete. it's a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel, well, they've done that. They've done this so many other times with other content though. Like with Wednesdays, it's strange. Like I think they did that with the the PTR, right? So this PTR with the tier five content, they dropped it on a Wednesday rather than a Tuesday. It's so weird for progression though, because a lot of people right. raid on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Yep. So right. that means like yep. you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have to change your raid schedule if you want to do the week one clear. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people raid Tuesday and Thursday, so they'll be like down an extra day, right? So they won't have the Tuesday and Thursday; they'll just have the Thursday. But yeah, they just have the one day. Yeah. yeah. You gotta you'll just have to care and uh, do your other twenty five <laughs> and then save it for Thursday or. You can do the Wednesday right, and then just have an introductory raid for people who want to like come and clear trash, maybe. For the prom- Primal Nethers, right? That's going to be a big thing. Even in our own guild, yeah, the, the Nether Vortexes start dropping yeah. from, well, will be dropping from trash. So a trash clear on that Wednesday might be you don't need a full 25, the best so. thing for guilds yeah. to do. Yeah, I mean, with 25 people, like, the problem before was, like, 40 people, way too many to get together for, like, a yeah. trash farm or something. But you get 15 to 20 people, you're, you're probably going to be able to get some trash down and, and farm up some Vortexes, yeah. which could be a really big deal. Uh you know, I think it's really important that I have Storm Herald that day. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> we, same. We Big cannot same. delay. <laughs> for raid pro- pro- progression, right? Day one. Yeah. Day for one. the team. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like I don't even think anybody's upset about the timing. I think people are upset about the notice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody would have been upset if three weeks ago they said this is dropping on September yeah, 15th. That's really true. The problem is, is that they're telling us now that next week the patch is going to drop and then arena season is going to be over. Right. So all those people that, you know, maybe procrastinated on doing their attunements and all those people that aren't where they want to be in arena and thought they had more time. They're the ones that are being upset. I, I think the time is fine. Right. Like we're all bored. It probably could have been a little bit earlier. but. I don't understand why they don't give more yeah. notice for these. Are things. they going to keep the arena seasons all the same length? Because this is this mm. would make it what like two and a half months. I feel like they will, but the biggest thing I feel like it's a big problem, but it's not that big PVE, right? Kind of like what Mel's saying. Um, just because like one and a half weeks, right? You're sitting here in Snowy's position, right, where he's worried about like getting a cutoff, and then you also have people that are like doing things like Channel's doing, where he's even boosting. And then he's worried about getting rank one. And you're giving people so little notice to actually obtain those ratings that they were trying to get. Yeah. Whereas PVRs are just like, where's the new content? Right. It's definitely like, I see the raid logging of just PVEers. Like, it's huge. But I mean, PVP is yeah. still going strong. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. definitely nothing else to do. I feel like if you're playing right casually, now. you're waiting yeah, for the next phase. And then if you're playing seriously and you're like doing things like that and you're like pushing rating it's kind of like detrimental to have such a short notice right well i think even pve players were playing a lot before trying to work out professions trying to make money like doing things like that where now they're just like okay yeah i don't need to do any of that anymore true yeah honestly if you're uh if you're not a pvp right now there's there's not a lot for you guys to do yeah. <laughs> like if you're not a pvp I, i'd be in raid log status as well both my rogues are pretty much done with all the stuff they need to do pve wise so if, if i didn't pvp i wouldn't have much to do i'd probably just be raid logging leveling it out yeah. on the side maybe but uh it's uh i feel like tbc has two different sides of the coin where you got the pve and then you got the pvp but the PvP community is really, really small. So I don't know. Maybe Blizzard just doesn't want to like cater as much to the PvP community. But it it just feels very weird. It feels very weird that now we're getting this last minute, one week yeah. notice kind of thing. And uh, a lot it, it screws a lot of people's plans up for points as well. Like even the people not pushing, 
Because a lot of people planned on at least three yeah. weeks of points. And That's if really they correct. don't get the three weeks of points, they don't get the item they want and such. And it, it just... it. W- it's fine the date. They just should have told us like two weeks li- uh, like ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. it would have been fine. Right. I also feel like maybe they're just putting it out because it's ready, right? They're like, okay, well, it's ready. Like, let's put it out. But I'd rather them sit on it being ready for three True. weeks and just yeah. tell us like it's coming. I, I wonder if, too, um, them doing this as quickly as possible as well, maybe they think that the reputation resilience gear coming out as soon as possible will make the pvp scene larger and more healthy because a lot of people don't want to dip in being like i gotta farm all this honor gear (laughs) i gotta do all this just to do anything my biggest point with that too was that it was on beta and that's what you could do in beta you could do the rep gear you could do the honor gear too so those people like most people have like two piece honor gear at this point so you can have that and you can also have the two piece uh, rep gear and you can have double stack the Brazil, so it puts you like in better like competition with arena scene. So I like that a lot in beta, but they didn't carry that over to actual like TBC launch, which makes sense. Um, I do like the way they're doing. It. I just wish they would have done it a little bit sooner because that what's that's what keeps a lot of people from wanting to play arena right now is the fact like they're fresh loving alts or they're kind of late on the game. They don't have the Brazil to get into arena, and even though it's like not 100% necessary, it just makes it so much easier to play around you have so much more room for mistakes so it's really disappointing they right. didn't do it soon but i'm glad they're doing it now i just don't know why they they could have just made the rep they sh- gear. yeah Boom. like they should have done you can have it yeah, now like, exactly like what yeah. why are we waiting i don't understand uh like like all they had to do if they want to make everyone make everyone happy right now is literally just bring in the rep gear bring in the arena point changes bring in the honor point changes push the season two, like the season one end date back a week or two or something like that, give people a little right. bit more room and that'd be fine. And all the dates are perfectly fine. It's it's just that I don't know why they, they want to bring season two with one, I, yeah. like one I week agree. notice. Yeah, this is probably, this is the minimum yeah. amount of notice that they could have given. Absolutely. Like, I possibly. mean, without pissing <laughs> like, any less notice off, than completely this? out of their minds, yeah. Yeah, like they couldn't have given less than this. This is like as bare bones. If it was a week, people would be really frustrated and just really mad. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I imagine like like selling carries and doing all the stuff kind of right, yep. and then just like saying, oh yeah, next week. By the way, you guys have to push rank one. You know the chaos that's gonna happen. Like even just yeah. now with people <laughs> queuing. Like God forbid, I feel bad for those guys. Yeah, Dude, I I tell you what, if you guys want some high entertainment value probably channelable stream for the next week gonna be great entertainment value because he sold gladiator to a bunch of people and now they're gonna have to push in that last minute one week and then he's gonna have to go get rank one as well on all the brackets on his main it's gonna be chaos i guarantee you everyone that's <laughs> been sold gladiator oh, wow. this week and the previous weeks are not gonna get it there's no way unless they just pay the most amount of gold because the price is gonna be too high because they're going to be out of God. I think most people are counting on like 2450-ish plus for Glad range. And it's not going to be that. I think with all yeah. the craziness going on, it's going to be closer to like 25, 26. And that's just NA. I think AU is going to be even worse because EU is so much more inflated. Well, what's crazy is I think there's going to be a lot of very upset people. If they don't make this change... Because I've I've watched a bunch of high level PV peers, and I'll ask in a chat, 
hey, am I going to be able to buy Gladiator Season 1 gear with Honor? And the answer that I get from really? lots of them is yes. But in TBC, that was not the case. Like, it just was cheaper uh, arena points than in Season 3. Yeah. You could buy Season 1 gear for Honor. They, 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 yeah, yeah, they haven't said otherwise. They right? basically said it's going to be cheaper for next season, so you'll be able to buy it. And I'm assuming they're going to implement that at this point in the in-between season, that one week gap. It will start, but... See, and there's there's a ton of people that think that they're going to be able to buy that with mm -hmm. Honor, that are banking Honor, and honestly, they should. I mean, like, yeah. It would Blizzard be nice if everybody like that, starts, yeah. you know... I wouldn't bank on it, personally, though. Yeah, you still have to work, bank Honor... Yeah, you still have to work, bank honor, and then you get to start on the same foot as everybody else. It's too good. They're getting their they're getting their faction uh, gear. Yeah, they can do the grind too. They're already getting a handout. The glad glad season one gear is not only just good; it's also good for PVE as well. You'd be ready for you'd be ready yeah. for T five immediately if you could just honor grind out your gladiator gear, which I think would be a little bit crazy. So I think I think it's fine the way they're doing it. I think that putting in the rep resilience gear is the smartest thing possible um if they were to redo this like they should consider putting that in like put it at revered or something <laughs> but put it in the game right away like who cares like it, it'll help people get into pvp well that's what they're doing they're they're putting it revered originally it's not gonna be honored till sunwell it is yeah it is coming in yep it's coming in as revered to start yeah, and most people are doing it for sure. I thought it was. Yeah, honored. you have to be exactly. Revered, revered, well, yeah, exactly. Right so you have to do it anyway. Stuff, there's, so. Yeah, things are so much more efficient now. People min max a lot more, right? You have like these rep grind groups constantly. It's it's not that hard to ask somebody just be like, oh, get revered and get the, you know. Well, it gives PVEers a chance to dip into PVP without feeling like you go into a BG and you just get crit for six K and you're dead. Like, <laughs> okay, right. And I feel like that's the biggest struggle where they yeah. want to like balance the game out between PvE and PvE or PvP. So I feel like it's a good thing. For sure. Yeah. What do you guys think about Fresh Classic? Are any of you going to play that? Uh, it's too soon. It's, uh, yeah, it's way too, too soon. soon. I, can't, I can't do that. Uh, like I've said it on my podcast as well before that people need that break. They need, I feel like usually you need like that one year break in between at least before you touch Classic again when you go back because like people play those because of nostalgia a lot of the times and the nostalgia doesn't have time to build up if you just finish it and then go back and redo it again unless you're super hardcore you're probably over a lot of the scuffed gameplay from classic and unless they do like a classic fresh plus version with a lot of changes people i think people aren't going to go back in the same numbers for not for a while at least I mean, even still, if you do a classic plus right now, it's like I'm still enjoying TBC. I want to enjoy this version of classic TBC as it happens. So even if you do, if they launch, you know, in a month or when we're bored of T5 classic plus and it's got all this interesting stuff and oh, you can do these dungeons at level 60. It's like I'm still <laughs> trying to get my items from TBC. This is so weird. It's just way too soon. Yeah. Right, like I said last week, though, I don't think we're the target audience right. for Fresh Classic, right? Like the target audience for Fresh Classic are the people that left Classic and went to private servers once Classic was done, and they gave them the Classic Arrow servers. Yeah, there's definitely a market for that. Yeah. I think they yeah. 
It'll definitely be better than the classic forever servers, which still don't make sense. Well, the main market, honestly, I feel like is the war songers. Yeah. Those people that are taking war song really seriously. And that's definitely a community. It's going to come back. But I mean, I agree with Snowy in the situation of like, I feel like it's kind of too soon, but also they have to watch when they're going to drop it. You can't be having like retail or something going on in BC. that's going to keep them away from fresh classic at that point. Cause like, yeah, they might come to it like a couple months later once like whatever they just freshly release gets stale but you know you want to try to like time it out but i mean typical blizzard they don't really time most of their content out well like even this is supposed to how many people do you think that play retail or play tbc are actually going to go back and play a fresh classic right now i feel like those people are kind of set in where they are right i mean personally with like me and butters for instance like we would go back and play it um you know, you have like really big names like Peo or whatever. That mm-hmm. was his prime content. He loves that kind of stuff. He, um, he's milking on that. He actually has been advocating for it really well. Um, and it's just, it's from personal experience, like I said, it's it was really fun to just have no gear and just like world PvP and just start from fresh and just like nobody has like anything and it's just like fresh content, right? So, but that only lasts so long. Like, I don't think with the fresh classic servers it's going to last very long because i think once it gets to the point of like the whole amc grind and everything else like oh, yeah. that forget about raiding it's going to be kind of weird TBC and but... classic at the same time even if i went back there's no way i'm raiding on classic right again like yeah that. Right. not now who's gonna want to raid like core all over again but i i, I was talking to my my friend uh butters about this um i feel like the best thing they can kind of do for content at least and kind of community would maybe be like just release everything at once like say nax is available right and then everyone rushes to try to get nax done as soon as possible with just like well, fresh think of how much harder yeah, it'd be, we've right? talked about that like, before. if you don't have all the content. gear like you'd actually yeah, have right? to progress through it yeah so i feel like that would be i mean it'd definitely be good good, good content but or it's just not close at all that's my <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to milk it because I don't think it's going to last very long. You have a little bit of extra hype because it's so soon, so fast. And it but, could, eh. you know, it like, could turn well out like that. a lot of private, like private servers turned out. Like private servers would start to die when AQ came out from from everything that I have heard from everybody else. Like everybody loved that e that e initial time, but then they're yeah. like, okay, I'm done. You know, and like I think Classic actually had a lot of people continue through Nax because a lot of people were coming back that had never even done that, you know. So I think it might die a lot quicker than people think, but I think. Well, there's no continuing on in Classic, though, right? Like if you're doing like Classic Vanilla, you're not continuing on to TBC, right? So the push to do Nax and go through that raid is much less enticing. <laughs> Yeah, which is what a lot of private server yeah. people said, you know, like they they didn't really care at that point, mm-hmm. but maybe they would offer these servers to go to TBC, but then that's a whole other bag of worms. Like, do they let them do that? Like, it's such a smaller... Yeah, I don't think they quite do that, if, yeah. If they know? do Classic Fresh within the next couple of months, I want a refund on my copy I made on Classic Era servers. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like right. I think what is this? you knew what you were getting when you paid for that, which is why yeah, it's he, not he there. Told I didn't, I didn't called actually, pay. Yeah, yeah, didn't actually right? pay for it. Okay, how many personally people like do you know that actually did that? Because I yeah. thought about it, and I was just like, yeah. nah, I thought about no it too, way. and Listen, I was like, no. I think yeah. a lot more people would have done it if they would have said, "This is your only chance." 
to do it, yeah. right? But they said, you can choose to do it later. <laughs> so it was like, okay, well, yep, I'll wait to do see it if right you do anything now. cool. Which I'm glad because that's such a fucking money. Yeah, 100%. I was like, you to- they're dead. Yeah, they're dead now. Like, if they condensed yeah. all of them, they might have an okay server with a few hundred people on it, you know, one time. I mean, does that shock anybody? Mm-hmm. Like, when they announced the classic era servers where you're just the same character at 60 forever and ever, like, what? What is the like allure there? Well, no, I thought that what we were paying into, which I didn't pay, by the way, what I thought we were mm-hmm. paying into is securing your character for Classic Plus to eventually come out. And Classic Plus will unlock with your character that you already have on the Classic Era servers. I want the barbershop, you know, whatever else they promise for a Classic Plus experience. I figured they would open that on the Classic Era servers. But clearly, they're just going to do classic fresh and like forget all about classic era servers. And that's just, I think they realize that that's not going to be a thing that anyone Sometimes plays. Sometimes you I feel just like that's have very to valid for a lot of throw people something that did away it, yeah. and be like, that was not a good <laughs> that's thing. That's why I'm saying they We're should refund everyone who fell into this weird trick. Listen, have they you met really Blizzard? Should. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah, a they knew problem. what they were signing up for. They did not make any promises that this was going to move to anything else. Just because your idealistic mind was like, they said on a survey at the same time, like, would you like to see new dungeons for classic era? Also, for fifteen dollars, copy your classic <laughs> character over. Just because you were manipulated, it was a money grab for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah. I feel there's only they one you, type dude. of person that stays on on those type of services. They they want a trophy character. I could see that for the people that want the trophy character, they, they want the character that's in full bis and, and then they retire it. But that's also the problem with those servers is that people only want the full bis and then they're done. Yeah. And Nax uh, right. <laughs> went on for so and long that most die. people were in full bis already. So th- there's just like no one that even cares. There's no one that right. really even cares left. True, yeah. I feel like this is like I looked at my phone and my phone was full and it was like, you can delete all of your messages over a year ago. And I was like, wait, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm ever going to freaking go back and look at my messages from over a year ago. Like, how is that even a thing? Decided of not having Maybe it. Yeah, it's just like, but what if I wanted to? Oh, that was a good analogy. Yeah. Maybe That's if I actually had Thunder Fury, I would have copied my character over, but I've got 100 Arcanite bars and one binding on my copy character. <laughs> we don't talk. Hey, you we've been offering copy that the classic ones, era. You can, still, you can still get it. There's no point. Yeah, true. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just... uh. It's it just I don't know one content creator that said it was a good idea. Like I don't I don't know where they got the idea to even do it. It's just so bizarre. It was a band aid. They they knew they needed to do something for the people that loved classic, but they that don't didn't want to have TV the time C. to. Yeah. yeah, I think there was a lot of talk, and I think it was like forum based, really, because you know that's a lot of stuff that you don't really mm-hmm. see most of the time. I think it was just like a big forum talk. If you 100% like, oh, knew you were not playing problem, TBC, right? you may as well copy your character over to the, <laughs> to, to, right. to the other side for free. It's what all the, you got to choose, the world remember. buff griefers you were got doing. To choose which character. They're like, I can't get rid of this character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But well, it, 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 phase two is coming. The our the arena season is ending on September seventh. Just re remember everything's gonna go to a dis to a discounted price. I don't know what the arena gear discount's gonna be, but I do know that on PTR it's about thirty. Well, it's about forty percent for uh for Something the like that, uh yeah. for the 
for the honor gear. Like you're going from like 17k yeah. to like 10k. I want to say it was like 300 points or something like per item. It seemed like I know the arena gear release was like that. Well. Oh, arena gears all over the place. It's kind of confusing because they did a few changes. We don't know which version we're going to get in the preseason because the final price right now on, on PTR is about 50% discount and uh, maybe wow. in some cases a little bit more than 50% on is arena it? gear oh, at okay. least. But initially it was only like 20% or 25%. So I don't know what it's going to be. I think they should overcompensate like you're saying, like with the 50%. I feel like that's a good thing because what I originally saw was like a 20-30%. I feel like that's... Not enough. You know, it's outdated. Like, it worked back in the day and it made sense, but like people are too min-maxing now. It should be like where it's at 50%. I feel you like guys, how pissed point. off is everybody that spent honor and arena points on gear last week right now? You knew like, last yeah. week. Last I, week, I spend you could have... <laughs> well, you knew last week, but if like you're... How mad are people going to be If you're in arena, week? you're trying to grind, like, rank, and you can get a piece for three weeks, like, that's worth it to a lot of people, right? You can get a piece for one then week? Then you should be yeah. happy nah. with it for one week. It's all the same. You, you can either no. climb or you can't climb. Put your money where your mouth is. I've been trying to coach people as best as I can about, like, what they should and shouldn't do based on like how many weeks and it's all been based on a four week process. So I feel like a complete, you know, POS about telling people what they should do. I just bought a bunch for my because gear I was giving them a four week notice. Right. Yeah. But still, it's just like now it's a week and a half. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. Right, like it's not worth it. Everything it's I told for you a week and a half. It's uh, worth it for four weeks. Yeah. I think you should definitely bank on it because it is like the, the boots go from like 17 K to 10 K and 7,000 honor is a lot of time. Cause it's going to be 10 times arena points in honor. I feel like anybody at this point with this short notice, absolutely get your points Tuesday. Don't spend anything. Get your points the next week. Don't spend anything. The only reason like exception would be if you're getting a four piece out of it, or if you're getting a two piece out of it for glad, um, for your glad gear because a lot of the four pieces for glad like rogue for instance you get 10 energy which is really huge if you're going to get something like that then absolutely go for it you know because why not going into the new season but um, only if you're close yeah, to everyone pushing, else right? like, especially casual is, players is it... only if you yeah. can yeah because and that's because like the, the big thing to notice too that a lot of people don't look at and they don't pay attention to is that the honor gear for the all pieces from this season to next season isn't that big of an upgrade it, you definitely want it, but it's not priority over like a four piece glad set yeah. for a lot of classes. So yeah, so like you know, like you want to bank on honor and try to do that whole thing, but also keep in mind like all pieces are going to be almost the only thing that matters next season because you're going to be able to get the rep gear. That's so. my biggest problem with the with the whole the whole blue set is that going from the blue set to season one glad gear, or just going from the blue set to just tier four PVE gear is a huge change mm -hmm. and like i mean each piece is like double the freaking stamina i mean it's it's nuts the stam's usually a huge yeah yeah whereas each tier of glad gear as you go up is a is a much smaller jump so it's like a, it's like a lot mm -hmm. easier once you get those base pieces so this first season is so weird with the blue pieces do you think that uh at the end of TBC, everyone's going to make fun of people who were like glad in rank one in season one. Like, oh, you hit the glad in season one. That was the scuffed arena season that ended early. 
I think they definitely I feel like they're are already doing that based on like back in the day. But I, Do you I don't think know. there's I mean, gonna be a lot of people like that make glad so season one time cringe. Not... That's the thing. I don't know how many people are even left playing arena and like i feel like everyone in the glad range and rank one range i feel like everyone that's in that range is hardcore pvpers at this stage yeah. it's, it's pretty much just the hardcore pvpers yeah. and the out well yeah. i could tell you in our in our original tbc mel and i got glad season one and then never got even close to it after that and not for lack of plague it was such more of a joke yeah back in the day, but back honestly. then nobody knew what they not, were doing like not exactly. to discredit yeah, not to discredit anybody. They got like season one, season two, like season three, season four, or OG Glad. But, you know, there's not as much min maxing oh, yeah. as there is today. Um, the biggest thing that I have against anybody is just like rank one titles from like OGBC to like, um, like Wrath of Lich King Plus. I don't think a lot of people are, most people are abusing rank ones and bad battle groups and getting rank one and bad battle groups. So it wasn't as meaningful. Well, technically, we were in BG nine, so we were in a good battle group. But <laughs> yeah, we yeah. just we never got it after that, and it definitely wasn't for for lack of trying. Like we were trying hard, but we just kind of lucked into mm-hmm. it because I mean, we had a good we were warlock priest, and right. this priest warlock. There was so few. It definitely is meaningful. It shows that well, you know no, no, we didn't. Like you could we play well, well, so It was, was basically luck. <laughs> I'm trying to hit like yeah. Okay, so it, like. It was, still, I, I it was a saying, perfect yeah. storm of luck because I just, we went horde and I was like, I think I'm going to play lock. And there were so few locks. And then I looked at everything, like all of the sites. I did all kinds of research. I was running SLSL when most people didn't even know about it, you know? So like, it was just a different time. It wasn't as well known as it is now, definitely. So it was basically a perfect storm of luck and just having more information than the other people playing is what basically got us. But that's impossible now. I mean, now you have to have all the info and you have to be just as good. Like it's it's hard now. It's so much easier access. Everybody's on YouTube. Everybody's yeah. watching Twitch constantly. Uh, yeah, well, so. we're kind of getting into the talk that we're going to do in a second here. Let's just move on to dis, uh, dis, dis discussion. You guys cool with that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to... (sighs) Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic. Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? So this, uh, in this, in this discussion, we're going to talk about a lot of PvP, just like what we just talked about. This episode's basically the PvP episode. But first off, just we we just want to get to know you guys a little bit more for people that don't know you. So why don't you let's start with uh, let's start with Cass and just give us your World of Warcraft background, like when you started originally, like how long you played. Yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. Yeah. So most people know me from White Man Server as Chilbra, but I usually go by Casimo. Um, it's like my more original name. Um, I've been playing WoW for about 15 years. I usually have been maining Rogue ever since the launch of Vanilla up until now. Um, main Mage is a like backup and like a few other classes. Um, I've been multi-classing a lot of other classes throughout all the expansions of WoW. Um, my main focus of the game usually is arena um i've been i've gotten up to about we got 2708 i think is what it was with me and my mage partner 
back in Wrath of Season 5 and Season 6. We're the top rogue mage in the world. Um, Multi-glad since then, like multiple classes. Uh, back in classic vanilla, as the launch, I ranked my mage to rank 14. One of the first few rank 14ers. Yeah, you were one yeah. of the first. So, and that and was then, on um, Horde side. On Horde side, yeah. So, um, and then you know, I've also like done a few other like aspects of the game back, like when Kata first came out. I worked for a few boosting companies. I worked with Skullcap for a couple seasons before Cataclysm kind of got a little bit stale. Um, done that whole scenario, that whole environment. Uh, and then other than that, like right now, I'm just kind of getting set up for next season, and I'm an active rogue raider in Vark Flocken. With Bob and Yip and Mel, so imagine <laughs> playing a rogue. <laughs> Rerolled from Mage, by the way. Playing, I was raiding on Mage before in uh, Vanilla Classic. From Mage to Rogue, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> the glaives, dude. <laughs> the dream. So d- did did you keep playing retail all through all of the ex- the expansions? Pretty much. Yeah, I've. The only time I fell off a lot was Wad. I feel like Wad only played um, the first tier, and I didn't play the rest of it. Um, Legion, definitely really good. I feel like I played most of Legion, and that content was really good. And I played Shadowlands, the newest one, pretty consistently up until BC launch. And then, of course, that got overridden. But I I still kind of dip in retail a little bit, so... Cool, cool. Okay. And then uh what about you, Snowby? All right. Uh man, that was a long ago. So I've I've been playing I played WoW a lot from from day one. Even actually before day one, because I got into the US servers a day early for a lot of people. I managed to get a really early copy by begging the person at the local E B games to yeah. to give me the my pre order wow, day early. Well, dude, E B games. So I, I was actually yeah, I was I was uh the first the, the highest level rogue on Blackrock server back in the day. And then uh, I've been playing WoW from... I did Vanilla, I did TBC, and then I did Wrath. But I stopped after Wrath. I was kind of on and off in TBC and Wrath. But uh, I did a lot of PvP. I was actually originally a, a PvP guy. But I now people know me for PvE just because of my YouTube and, and all that other stuff. But yeah, I was originally a big PvPer. Mainly, I, I didn't even really raid that much back in TBC originally. I, I was pretty much just arena. I feel like you're not old enough to have played vanilla. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing. A lot of people think I'm a lot younger. I think he's like my age, right? Like Same. I'm old. Same. <laughs> 31, right? Like, what are you, like 30? I'm 32. Oh, so you're, you're older than me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm older than you, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, like, like Mel and I, I started World of Warcraft thinking it was a PvP game. like. World of Warcraft, you know, and then I found out quickly, oh, you can't PvP without PvE gear. And so we joined a guild. We did like top end raiding like five days a week. You know, it was it was nuts. It was fun, but it burnt us out. So when TBC came out, we were just like, we're gonna re-roll and just do PvP. So we literally like didn't do hardly any raids at all. We just PvP'd. And then Wrath, we did both because of dual spec. Like so, but yeah. So, okay, keep going. Did, yeah. uh, did you even play after um, uh, Cataclysm? No, no I, I didn't even play Cata. Um, so what happened was uh, I, I was on and off in TBC Wrath just because uh, that I was 
going into college during that time and I was like, oh, maybe I should focus on like real life stuff a bit more. So I was on and off. And then um, then there's that, that whole thing where I quit college my first year and became a pro snowboarder. But we can get into that later. Um, I definitely want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh and and then nowadays people know me because classic came back and uh i became a streamer and youtuber person and and people know me because i'm i'm the i'm the rogue guy i guess now so yeah you are definitely rogue uh rogue craft on youtube the great videos and without all the fluff which is nice yeah, yeah so uh yeah pretty much i'm back for classic you know the funny thing is i came back i was i never intended to be a streamer or anything like that and i actually intended to just come and chill and yeah, play a little bit of classic and my, my friends i didn't even reserve my name until the like the last day just before it released because That's i wasn't even lucky. planning yeah. on playing classic uh, then yeah dude you're just you're just like like mel and i were like yeah we might play to like level or mel wasn't even no. gonna play i yeah i was I like i might play to level not. 40 and then i got to like level 20 and i was like mel you gotta come and so she came and then we started just playing and then i was like well, we're done. We canceled our other pod, our other podcast about the Overwatch League. Let's start a podcast. And now all of a sudden, like, I mean, it's just, it's so different than we thought. Bob gets all the details right, <laughs> okay? Because what happened was Bob always planned on going back. He didn't think he was going to continue, long. right? Yeah. So I always said, no, that game ruined my life once. It's not going to happen again. Um, but I was in like college when it happened, when we played and then I went to grad school and I was just like, yeah. I didn't have time for it. Um, I don't know why I think I have time for it now, but it's a lot less of a time commitment now than it was back then. Before. Right. And then he started a podcast because he tried to get me into it. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I don't have time for that. I don't even have time to play the game. And then. Steel Wolf left the podcast and he was like, Mel, so it's only every other week. It's only an hour. And all you have to do is talk about the game. Pushing you into it slowly. (laughs) And here we are. Here we are. Three hour episodes every week. And, you know, that's why I didn't want to get into it the first time. When when my friends told me to come back and play a little bit of classic, I I, I was nah, now, man, I can't do that. I I know myself too much. I know that I don't play games casually. So I knew if I got into it, I'd, I would end up playing hardcore. And I also know that people that invite you to play World of Warcraft casually will end up quitting and then you'll be right. the one yeah. playing hardcore yeah. and they'll be going. Yep. Which, which is exactly so what happens. So often happens. Yeah. That's what happened to us. We joined with like four friends. Am I the there only gone. one that had like a, there was like super set up for it with like my friends and everything? I feel like my friend group that I started with, it's like completely different spectrum of what we were like set up. We're like hardcore committed. We upgraded our PCs. Like me personally, like this is hilarious, but I had like pre-meals set up for the launch that week, like even like a couple weeks and everything and just like energy drinks, like just everything I needed. Right. And I was just just like super committed. Like I'm going, this is going down. I took two weeks off work at that point in time. And just like, so were my buddies and we were just like, we binged it and we got quick levels like 60 try to get there as fast as possible and just like min max the game. So there was no misconception of going in casually for you guys. <laughs> no. Yeah. We knew exactly what we were getting into. We, we prepped in weeks in advance. I went grocery shopping the week before and I had like my fridge stock and I made the meals like a couple days before. Like I was all in dude. 
that's yeah, the best that's, that's the best thing to do though is it's the I, most fun thing for me like I, I didn't do it for original because i came mm-hmm. in really casually at the start but like for tbc for sure that's the best experience yeah, you get your buddies TBC together too. you crap i don't know maybe a then, lot more people did it for bc but yeah maybe not i don't know i feel like the the leveling squad yeah i did it for classic too it was just the the stupid cues made yeah. that the worst experience and i was in but uh, a couple of my friends, I, I had to wait six hours. <laughs> six hours I was waiting just in. Yeah, if Bob wouldn't have been able to log me in, like I worked at a clinic with children. Like I, there was no way I'm remote desktoping in while I'm out on the, you know, in the clinic working with yeah. children. Like there's no just no way I n- would have not played. Yeah. Yep. It was uh it was definitely the cues were crazy. And then we learned like different things like, oh, if you alt F four, log, you know, at like the twenty-five mm. uh the twenty-five minute mark, alt F four, log back in on a different character, yeah, you're good for another twenty-five minutes. Or if you took a flight a a a flight path from one end of the map to to the other end, it would take a long time, and then you definitely weren't weren't gonna get kicked during that time like there was so many little tricks it's such we a learned. game they had a big thing with horrid side with the um the zeppelins and people were abusing it it kind of came later with the cues yeah that's enough that they hot fixed that because everyone's afking on zeppelins yeah, yeah people were just afking on zeppelins for a while that was a big fix because you could just literally just stay logged in like that uh, wow yeah. nice all right well uh did either of you uh, play the private mm. server scene. Uh, I I did. I've, did, I've done did a little you? bit. Yeah, I Ura? most of my stuff was just kind of casual, just like arena throughout like um, retail being kind of like dry for it. So I've done like a little bit of wrath private servers, um, stuff like that. I did a little bit of prep before Vanilla Classic came out with a few friends. We did a little bit of diving in to see what we wanted to play and how classes kind of felt. Before Vanilla Classic came out, did a little bit of private server stuff with that, and then after the rank fourteen grind, I did a little bit of the endless grind and playing on endless just to prep for arena. It was pretty <laughs> fun, but it, I mean, it's just a completely different server than what beta and what current TBC is now. So I would, it definitely wasn't worth it, honestly. But it was just trying to get like dive in, get as much like familiarity with how BC was after not playing it for so long. So it was pretty fun, but. Nothing serious. Like it's always been like a couple weeks of playing a private server. So yeah, honestly, the whole private server thing is uh, is a whole nother world. It's why actually it, relating back to the PvP topic. It's why PvP is so hard now. Is that everyone in the yeah. Glad range and higher has thousands upon thousands of games on either private server or they've played retail mm-hmm. for so long that they can transfer the mechanics down to tbc they still have to learn a lot of stuff but at least they have a lot of the mechanics of focus switching and things like that whereas now if you're starting up fresh like like me with no private server experience and no retail experience it's a grind it is a grind that's why i have like seven eight hundred games just playing rogue warlock just to see i feel like it's a lot of just just everyone has their min maxers like you have your casual players and you have your min maxers that are like the high end of the skill cap for every server every game right and that's kind of where things come into play, where you have those min maxers that are coming from private servers, and they have this knowledge that a lot of people don't have, and even right. some knowledge that people didn't even have back in the day, because they've been playing the game for even longer than it was even out at this point. And they're bringing that into the perspective, which, 
you know, a lot of people kind of see as like, oh, wow, it's these private server, like Andes, so to say. But uh, I feel like it's good. It brings like people have to play super optimal and it brings like different skill sets together and everyone's playing pretty well. Like I've seen it a lot in um, in a few streams where people are like, oh, yeah, he's been playing, you know, like private servers forever. So obviously he's going to be better than me. But also you have the people coming from retail or they were playing classic and they're at the same level almost as them and they're just playing differently. So it's throwing the retail people or the private server people off. Right. Where like they're used to this normal yeah, and private I think that's servers. Good, right? Yeah, yeah. It challenges them. And that's what they want. Like nobody wants the game to be boring. Like imagine coming from a private server scene and everything the same. And you're just dominating. Like they'd probably just get bored of it and stop playing. So I feel like it's healthy. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. to be said about synergy too, right? When you get to know and work with like the same person, you start to not have to communicate things as Definitely. much, you know, like where that person's going to go mm-hmm. when this happens and that happens. And so the longer you've been doing it with somebody, the better you're going to be just in general. And to top that off, like just having the practice of positioning and mechanics and things like that. I know I'm really bad at PVP. I'm very aware. Also, I it's I funny just, you actually understand that aspect of it though, because a lot of people don't. That's the majority of it is just synergy and positioning is like a lot of PvP in arena. Yeah, like I get it. And oftentimes I die and I'm like, why the heck am I standing here? How did I die here? <laughs> right? Like I get it. I just didn't Who bad put at me it. here. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody did this. This wasn't me. I did not choose yeah. to walk into the enemy. Mm. Yeah. It, I mean it just takes it just takes a lot of games, but Real, real quick before we jump into the meat of just, you know, PvP in general, I really want to hear about Snowbee's past as a pro snowboarder. Cause oh, yes. I, th- I think that's the coolest thing. Like, you I'm mentioned so it on one episode of Prepared, but you just kind of jumped past it. Like, I want to know, like, you were playing WoW and then, like, off and on, and then you became, you know, you, Went like, college. left college. Yeah, but then left college and became a pro snowboarder. How does that happen? Yeah, um, like, you know what I mean? It's honestly, it's what shaped a lot of like who I am nowadays is that uh, I pretty much just went snowboarding on a ski trip. My housemate in college said, let's go snowboarding. And, you know, your college kid, you say, yeah, sure, let's, let's do it. So we went to the ski field. And at that time, look, I've always been like that kid in class that everyone's like, oh, he can do anything. He's got like the, the high test scores and he's like pretty bright. He... But like I've always never found anything that I actually really liked that much to do. So I just was just kind of doing the college thing because everyone said that's what you do. You go to college and you get your degree. Right. And then I went snowboarding and I don't know, something clicked and I was actually having fun and I was actually enjoying something for the first time in a long time. And then I said, you know what? I, this is this is way better. This is a better life than than whatever I'm doing right now. I'm just gonna do this. So yeah. um Pretty much after that, I just made the decision, I'm just going to go snowboarding. We're going to see where this is going. I'm going to become a pro snowboarder with one day of snowboard experience. Uh, <laughs> I pretty much just saved up money, moved to Canada. Um, How and, many times and, did you fall on your first day? Oh, uh, unlimited amounts of time. I couldn't even make it down like a green <laughs> run. And then it, it, was, it was rough. I was just was wondering rough. if like you went out there and you just like did it and you were like, oh, and yeah, that's horrible. Easy. That's horrible. <laughs> Uh, but, but I mean, that's what taught me a lot of what I do now is that you can get good at almost anything you want as long as you're willing to put in the time and the and learning and humble yourself a little bit and realize like, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a game plan. You can get good at anything you want. Get the reps in, learn from your mistakes. Get the reps in and such. And uh, yeah, so and I moved to Canada. It, right? If your heart's in it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you want to do well, it. The best that's why know. it's all yeah. I do nowadays is that like my stream, all my content, I only do stuff I love. And if I don't love it, I don't do it, basically. And it's like the compromise I make is I don't do videos that I know will do better. I don't do content that I know will do better. If I don't love the topic, if I don't think it's like really good, I don't put it out. And that's just this is the right. sacrifice I make, but I'm happy with the stuff I put out that way. But uh, yeah, yeah, to go back to, I guess, to go back to the snowboarding thing, um, I spent, well, it must be five years, basically, I was snowboarding about 250 days a year. So I would go to Canada, do a full season there, then I would go to New Zealand because it's opposite seasons, and then I'd go do winter there. Wow. And then I'd have like wow. one or two months off a year. And I, I pretty much only did that for about five years. And uh, that's uh, insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like a very fast, very fast uh, skill increase because you're just spending so much time, you can't not get good doing that much. So it taught me a lot about just learning things and pushing past adversity because I, I kind of scuffed up my knee on my first season. I had to relearn how to walk and everything. And uh, whoa. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Like my first season out there, I was like fresh and I thought, man, okay, let's, we're going to kill it. We're going to, I booked out this expensive private uh, training group to teach me how to snowboard well and all that. And then uh, first season out, came up short on a jump and uh, yeah. just blew my knee out. So I spent the next year just rehabbing as well. So it was. Uh, Damn, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's extremely dangerous. I watched this documentary. I'm sure you probably know the guy. Sean I can't White? think of his name off the top of my head, but he was. Uh, uh, yeah. No, no, Sean. He I know where he, he, he was with friends. Then. Yeah, he was like he oh, was Kevin friends Pierce. with Sean Kevin White, Pierce. I guess. Yeah, where he got the the head injury. Yeah. Oh man, it was such a sad story. Like he was like a like a what's the even the word for it? Like he was going to be like oh, yeah, a he big he was star. like he was like on Sean White's level, same same level in in half pipe in in that discipline. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, ooh, yeah. It's so that's so dangerous. Yeah. Honestly, it teaches you a lot about yourself. Of uh, like, like a lot of people don't realize the the mental aspect of a lot of that stuff. Like it, to to be able to go up to a snowboard jump that's like seventy foot. If you fail, you fall two stories down, and you know that like a day before ooh. the guy there's been a guy that got paralyzed maybe because he screwed something up. So it's a lot about like, you learn a lot about yourself, honestly. <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself, about facing your fears, getting the mental mm -hmm. discipline in and things like that. Um, it, it really shaped me as a person, honestly, a lot for what I did. It's probably why it's a young man's game. Because I don't know about you, but when I was younger, fearless. Now yeah, I'm like, I, I feel that 100%. That. Back then I was like, I don't care what I oh, do. Now 100%. I'm like, uh, I need to make sure I'm doing this correctly. I'm going to not yeah. be so well tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean... When I was when I was when I was sixteen, I got on the top of my my buddy's car in the Hy-Vee parking lot, which is a which is a grocery store. I held on to the sides while he went sixty miles an hour through the parking lot. If I had made one mistake, I would have been dead, paralyzed. Like I wouldn't do that now if you paid me. I did that on the highway when I was a teenager. I remember me and my buddies hanging out a van. And holding on like the doors open on the sides, right? So it was like you could just hang out of it. And we do that and we were on our skateboards and we're going like 70, 80 miles an hour down the highway on skateboards, like just hanging on the side of a van. It's just like, would I do that now? Absolutely not. <laughs> just 
I mean, I just remember going skiing when yeah. I was when I was younger and no fear. I would go on all the black slopes, all the moguls and everything. I mean, I was when I was small, you just went over yeah. the moguls. Like it didn't really matter. It took me a couple of years before I realized I had to go between them. But I went back after like I hadn't been for seven years. And I was like so terrified of things. I was like, first of all, the chairlift, this is a horrifying experience. Why are we on this little thing that I could just fall off of very easily? Second off, like there's just ice and I'm like, why are they going through the trees? They're going to knock their head off. I'm like, oh, my God, I am old. Everyone just this gets is, more aware as they get older. There's like again. these are all the repercussions of things. I understand things more. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You realize your vulnerability. So do so do you still uh, snowboard? Uh, I wish I could do it more. Honestly, like if unli- if like you give me unlimited funds, I'd be retired in Whistler, playing WoW in the daytime or at nighttime, I guess, and snowboarding during the daytime. But it's just so it's so expensive to yeah. to live in ski yeah. towns, and and like uh, I originally I was planning to go do the whole pro circuit and everything, and I got pretty good. Uh, I'd say I was like what you would call one year behind Sean White's level as far as like progression so he'd always be like one year ahead of where i would be so i caught up pretty well but like at some point i just realized i i i want to just do my own thing and just be happy doing my own thing i don't want to have like sponsors tell me like oh you got to do this kind of snowboarding you got to do that i just want to be happy i just want to go snowboarding and not worry about doing that sort of things yeah i feel like the whole sponsorship is kind of like a reality check of things like wait what i thought it was right yeah yeah, it it kind of like uh, when you realize you're snowboarding and doing that stuff for someone else and not yourself, it kind of changes. It kind of takes away the love for what you're doing. So yeah, yeah it's uh, at some point I realized like I gotta figure out a future path. I I still would like to go back eventually if if one day I have enough money to get a little house in Whistler and just retire there. I'd be perfectly happy doing that. Yeah. What's your favorite resort? Kim wants to know. Uh, us Whistler Whistler Blackcomb in Canada. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, it's it's my ideal. It's I I call it my happiest place on earth. And honestly, if you ever go to Whistler, Blackcomb, anyone that visits Whistler, you you understand. It's like everyone that's happy, and they're either really rich, happy retired people, or really poor, <laughs> happy no snowboard bumps. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone's just happy. Like every, no stress. Everyone's just happy. Yeah, everyone's super nice. I always tell people the story that Whistler is the only place where I tried to cross the highway. And multiple cars will stop on the highway and wave me across. And that's just oh like the God. atmosphere of everyone. Everyone's just happy and in like this community. And yeah, it's just really chill. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's move into just like, what are you guys' overall thoughts on like PVP in TBC? We've kind of covered bits and pieces of it, but just like, are you ha- like? Are you having a good time? Like, just I don't. Like, topic, I don't it's yeah. not even really I, a question. I, I don't just know. I feel like it's thoughts? in a really good spot. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, at least for TBC, like retail, eh, it's like a little kind of weird. Just with the different, like a uh, what's the thing? It's like the not the conduits, whatever the thing's called. I'm like blanking on it, but like the covenants, right? That's what it is. Okay. See, I don't yeah, know. So they have a covenant system and it's all. just been, you know, it's back and forth. They're changing stuff. People are having trouble changing. You know, it's like a really big process and a bit really big grindy thing to change covenants. Um, and that's been a big thing that kind of like helped people back. Cause it's like, you know, what do you do if you committed to a covenant and now it's not so good for whatever you want to commit to like PVP or PVE. 
it's kind of stressful, right? Or like, what if you like playing multiple specs? Uh, Mage is a good point for that. You know, like with Fire and Arcane and Frost, there's different covenants that you're supposed to go for each one. And I think they're probably even different for like PvP and PvE. So that's really weird. So something good, thankfully today, they brought out a post about it, how it's going to be easier for, um, I don't know exact details, for mains and alts to deal with covenant stuff. So I feel like they're doing that really well. So bright future for retail PvP, hopefully soon with that. But I feel like TBC is really in a good spot. Um, Personally, the only thing really big I wish they would change with TBC is just the arena restrictions. I wish they would kind of move to like the the retail version of it where you have your yeah. personal rating and you can play with whoever you want. It's not so team reliant. Like I get like one. That's really bad. The too. placement system. Like, I kind of like it. Sometimes I don't like I feel like it's a little over excessive. But the biggest thing I know of a lot of PP peers are dealing with right now that really want to change is just to be able to play with whoever they want not have to be like stuck on a team or worry about leaving a team and losing points for the week and stuff like that. It's just, it'd be so much easier that way. You can just like play with your friends no matter what. Um, but do you think that would increase boosting though? Uh, yeah, but I don't think they, there's nothing they can really do about that. Like, I don't know. Some people see it as a problem. Some people like it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really weird. Cause like, uh, you were kind of coaching our, uh, well, you uh, you came and coached our three yeah. team afterwards, but we had done fives, right? Mm-hmm. And we had had a crappy night. Yeah. Like I've got a weak aura that 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 tells me the uh, the MMR, MMR of the team yeah. when you know and like win or loss at the end, right? And it was crazy. We went mm-hmm. four and ten, but we went up forty some points going four and ten because we ran into so many teams that were like three hundred. And they had just started, but their MMR was like fifteen hundred. You know, it's just yeah, and that's like Snowbee's getting at is the uh, placement the whole, system, like, just the preliminary matches, the placement system. Yeah, that's what you guys ran into. He actually, when he was playing, he ran into some uh, private server people on their alts, yeah. and they were like nineteen hundred, and he yeah. was in, you know, like whatever, like five or six hundred rating below that because they were just starting out, but yet they were playing those people. So, and something we actually got into that I was talking to you about that night was the fact that it's like, it's good and bad that you're doing that as long as you have a good aspect on it because you're getting to play against really good players. So you have a lot to learn. So what you're getting from it is more than what they're losing from it most of the time. Like they put themselves at a high risk because they can lose a lot of rating and they're not getting anything from it. Whereas you are getting to play against them and you're getting the chance to learn a lot. And if you do beat them. Yeah. And we had... you end up getting we had a lot multiple of games. Lose, yeah, is, we had multiple games. We lost. It is zero. a little out of whack when it gets excessive, right? Because you end up fighting like multiple good people over and over, and you're like, "Can I just play the game?" <laughs> right? It's like running against like Peekaboo or something. Like every game, like you're queuing up nonstop, and he's like the only person you run uh, into or something. Peekaboo like that. is a really you know, cool like, guy. Can I just by the way, play? we met him at BlizzCon. We didn't know who he was, and he took it really well. It was back in like 2018. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were all into Overwatch, so we had no clue who he was. I was like, you do WoW PvP? Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> one of yeah, two people yeah. that does WoW <laughs> PvP. <laughs> <That one. laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, That's Overwatch at its prime, to too, right? Like, Overwatch League and everything was like at its prime. I was like, WoW PvP? Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. So, but, uh, Snow. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just kind of like wrapping it up like it's 
I feel like the game's in a good spot there, especially with today's post, they're going in the right direction of like both sides of the game, retail and TBC. But the only thing I really wish they would kind of focus on with TBC is just fixing the horde queues a little bit. I feel like that's a big argument. And then also just like the incentive for Alliance queues a little bit, like they were doing before with the boxes and stuff like that. I feel like what they've been doing and what they've been testing is really good for the game. And it's kind of been showing and I hope they end up going with that. Do you think, okay, here's my thoughts. Alliance don't PVP because we've had a lot of people that have come and PVP'd with us a couple of times. We do like two hours of PVP and they have such a minuscule amount of honor. Even if we're winning, it's just such a minuscule amount of honor compared to how much you have to get to get items that they're just discouraged and they're like, forget it. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. have time for this, right? I think that the, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but you guys weren't here. I think that the amount of honor that you get in vanilla or in, you know, regular TBC was equivalent to the rating that people were doing, right? But rating now is so mm-hmm. much easier. Grinding honor is still the same time frame. And so you're seeing people going and raiding to supplement that gear and not grinding the honor as much because it's such a time commitment. Mm -hmm. It seems like such a time sink. Everything else is so much faster and grinding honor is not. Why would you sit in a queue and you can just go in Karazhan and get like a piece of gear that's almost the same, right? Yeah, I feel like that's just a big problem. Kind of what I've been getting at is the game is like knowledge is everywhere. So easy to get for everybody. Everyone's min-maxing so much more. The point where their systems, as much as they want to keep it like peak and fresh, I feel like that's a vanilla classic kind of thing where people want to like keep things the same as it was. I feel like getting into BC, a lot more people are looking for, yeah, I don't mind the game kind of being like it was, but I also want to get to end game faster. So I feel like they're making that mistake. Like a lot of people play classic like private servers and they remember every single thing about the game, right? I don't think people remember. That was like the thing with the, the honor mounts. Like, Bobby, yourself, you had the screenshot, and you're like, yeah, I have screenshots of the honor being this yep. amount back and then, it, it, and that's and correct. it was definitely correct, right? yeah. But it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel as bad then, I think, because everything back then took that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's not rushing to get to the end game as much as they were right. back then. Everyone didn't know, like, you know, like, no this one, is no yeah, well, the, the end game content. No one that min-maxed to that level back then. This is a private but server. But there's a way to like, min-max PvE. There's a way to min-max PvE. There's a lot less differential in PvP. What she's trying, what she's kind of getting to is PvE did take like to to be dropping the the top the top bosses and be in those mm-hmm. types of, of of guilds. You were raiding four to five days a week, five to yeah. six hours each night. You know, and that's not what you have to do now yeah. at all. Like it's just you know, so like why does the time commitment have to be? you know, the same mm-hmm. that it was back in the day now in TBC. My question for you guys, like, personally, like, how do you feel about it from, like, both standpoints? Like, you know, based on your own experiences, your own, what you have on your belt, like, does it feel, I feel like PvE feels a lot like it did back in the day. I'm not, like, too disappointed with it, but PvP feels just like it takes too long for you to get into the scene based on what it was, and it feels, like, a, a lot worse, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, PvP yeah, feels right? like a grind. It feels like this like endless grind that's like, okay, I'll cue another AV and it's not fun. And I think that's where my problem is, is Mm -hmm. because it's not fun anymore. I feel like I'm just grinding to grind 
because I want to do arena, right? Yeah. But yeah. I can't do arena until I grind 8,000 hours in Ultric Valley because it's the most... Now it's kind of a slap in the face because they're like, season ending, by the way. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, But that's where my problem is, is that people come into PvP and people that want to PvP want to PvP. The fact that Ultric Valley is your most honor per hour BG makes that even worse because nobody wants to do and that meta for changes fun. every week. Well, and I think that's the whole reason I'm enjoying classic so much. And I enjoyed classic vanilla is because I get to do all these things that I, I did do like all of vanilla back in the day, except for we only got four bosses and knacks down for the guild broke apart, but I got to do it all with so much less time spent. And that was what, that was the mm -hmm. cool part about it. And so I just, that's why I wish PVP was the same. And I think there'd be a much bigger PVP scene if everything was a third of the price. Well, you know what would help yeah. a lot is, what if they release the uh, resilience faction gear yeah. early for everyone? I mean, that's my Maybe biggest that argument. Awesome. Because yeah. like I said, like, uh, a lot of people, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, especially like the people that were committing to the beta servers that got in and were PvPing on there, that's what they gave us on the beta servers was you could have the rep gear and honor gear. You could just buy it, obviously, because it's beta. But the fact that it was in the game at that point, because what it did, especially starting out, that was really good is it's two different set bonuses. So you could do three piece of the rep gear and two piece of honor or vice versa. And you got double stack Brazil. So it had a very good Brazil point for a lot of people getting into arena to where it wasn't detrimental and didn't discourage you from playing. So I, I don't know why they didn't do it. But I think you're looking at like, you're looking at getting people into arena and, and I agree that that's everybody's end goal. Right. But giving rep gear doesn't improve horde BG. It affects it right? slightly because what ends up happening is that there would be it might. I thought no one wanted to do BGs though. Isn't that I what this like conversation people enjoy is? BGs. That yeah. in reality no, we I don't, don't want to do BGs. Do, <laughs> right? I do want to do BGs. Yeah, I just I like want to do three million just not as of much. them. Yeah, I don't want to do three million much. of them. <laughs> I do want to do them. And I feel like the more you, you get, get demoralized into this, because how much honor it takes to the get return for the time commitment's not there. Single small piece. Exactly. You get demoralized. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not you don't get any immediate reinforcement, right? Like you're just on this such like long delay that yeah. it's just not worth it. Like we had my brother who PVPs in retail and he came in, <laughs> PVPed with us one night and was like, okay, nope, I'm, I'm yeah, leaving. And I'm done. Oh, he, that's the yeah, worst he um, yeah. came into like a pre-made situation where and we won every time. Yeah, Snow, I don't sure know if you know, but Alliance still has pre-mades, yeah. even though you can only queue with five, because we can yeah. just yeah. basically well, queue at the same now, time. Yeah. It's back to 15 now. It's back to 15. Oh, okay. So it's even worse okay, now. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We're back to, now, now you guys get <laughs> no, 15 we were, queues. We yeah. were pre-mating. Yeah, we were pre-mating, but the and other we were teams weren't, so we won every, every game, yeah. right? And he was still discouraged, because he was like... I only got like three. I'm like a sixteenth like, like, away here, from. Here's the problem with TBC is is that um, PVP is really really fun, but very very inaccessible at the same time. If you are a hardcore PVP in TBC, you can ask any hardcore PVP in TBC, and they'll say like, "Yeah, I I love TBC PVP. It's really really fun." Once you're you're set up with all your honor gear that you need and such, you just queue arenas with your other very high skilled friends and you just grind out arenas all day every day and it's super super fun 
Like um, I'm right now. I duel with Realities Out, who's the highest rated warlock um for his comp right now, and he'll he doesn't PVE. He only PVPs all day, every day. He just queues arena, and that's all he does. And it's really fun if you're in that situation. But for people that aren't the hardcore PVPers, they don't have that skill. They don't. They haven't been playing private servers for a long time. They're not hardcore grinders. To get to that stage where it's actually that fun is too long. Like, like I, you can't have yeah. the entry level for PvP being like, oh, you gotta do two, three hundred hours of this BGQ, which isn't really that fun after a few hours. And that's the only time you'll be set up. And uh, I think that's the real problem is that people that want to PvP like casually can't because yeah. there's no such thing as casual PvP in TBC. Right, and there's no, there's no like downside to giving them better gear to be able to pvp casually because there's so much in arena that is focused on more than just gear right like you could give me and bob the best gear out there bob might do okay i'm still not gonna beat anybody that has the same gear that's at a much higher skill level than me right yeah there's a lot of content out right now that's kind of disproving the idea of like you have to have the best gear to get high um like for instance, like really good examples of that right now is uh you have Mir, which is like one of the best private server rogues. He had Alliance Rogue, he had nothing but PvE gear. He got up to like, <laughs> I think he got I think he got over three K before he got four piece of Gladiator gear, which is insane. Also though, like the gearing's different for different classes and different yeah. and different specs. Like Rogue definitely benefits exactly. From yeah, having I mean, Rogue can get away with it. There's other classes. Well, yeah, there are things. Hydra, for instance, that's another big name. He's been doing pretty well, and he was doing. I think he was queuing with Zico on his mage. His mage was in like his main mage or like one of his all mages. It's still really geared, and his priest had. I think sub 100 Brazil, which is insane for a priest, honestly. And they got 24 or 2,500. See, but that's so, the thing is, I like, think. Once you, well, once you get to that level and you know everything, you're that much ahead of people at this point with strats and everything. Gear doesn't matter as much, but I feel like resilience is a stepping stone for people that are trying to get into it and learn the strats and learn PvP. Right. Especially for season one, considering it's so new for everybody still. Or gives like, you room for fresh air. for everyone. But I guess that shows yeah, gives though, you room for error. that, yes, the gear doesn't matter as much on either side of it right but for the average player it does like for the average for, player it allows them to play and feel like they're make more mistakes prepared. and learn <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean whereas in reality like if you know how to play the game and how to position yourself and a strategy to yeah. who to kill and when you're gonna succeed but if you have the gear mm-hmm. you can make more mistakes which is what the casual honestly person i feel like doing. that's really good state of the game that's why i like bc pvp so much is you don't have to have the gear and you don't have to be like over the gear like you know like for instance like say a high caliber player could be on alt that has no gear and they could still do well which right. is good it's a good feeling because like a lot of the like i said me myself included i if i'm playing on like high level on my alt main and i want to play at alt to play with other people especially with the team format that's going on right now like i don't want to feel hindered because i'm on an alt and I can't play with my friends well because of a gear setup. I want to know that my knowledge can carry over to the under character. I can still do better than I usually would of somebody else who's playing that character, right? So I feel like that's a good standard of where they're at now. But I do like the fact that they're going to make honor or make resilience easier to get for people. 
coming soon. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good change. Uh, I so. mean, honestly, I, I feel like the problem also is that not just the gear accessibility, the accessibility for new people to understand how to get better at PvP and catch up to the the behemoths that they're trying to face in in uh, the private server scene that are playing PvP now. It's actually it's very discouraging for a lot of people because I have um because I have PvP experience on two sides of the coin in that on one rogue which's on Felina, I'm playing with literally some of the best private server players, and I'm getting coached by Bobka, Reality. Those guys are all teaching me. I've got like hundreds of games with them now. But then I also have my rogue on white main where I don't have access to those same players. And I, so I use that rogue just kind of queue whoever I want with guildies and anything else. And uh, some of my guildies who want to get good don't have the ability to get good because they don't have access to people to, to like queue with them. They don't have access to like at, at the same time, they don't have the access to the gear to make them feel like they're making progress at the same time. And then they're just getting discouraged because they're queuing into these people with thousands and thousands of games, just getting destroyed by them. Uh, and it's it's not a good feeling for them because they don't feel like they, they they can get better, even though there's nothing actually stopping them besides the knowledge gap. But to fill that knowledge gap feels very discouraging for like a new player when when you're facing like Mia who's got thousands upon thousands of games and you're not getting gear at the same time. It just feels bad overall for that casual guy just trying to make those initial steps to get into it. Well, and you and you you say that, and for me. I've been just searching YouTube so hardcore, like, and I'm watching guys that have videos that have like, you know, like, like 50 views, but I'll get some good information about PVP, but it's such a, it's such a dynamic thing that nobody makes guides. Like there isn't. You have to take for like, it, right? Yeah. There's tons of PVE guys all over the place, but for PvP, it's really hard to find the knowledge that you're looking for. Now, if you're playing a popular class, you can find a lot, like, you know, but if you're if you're not, you can't find hardly anything. You don't know how to gear like like Paladin, yeah. for instance. Like, you know, they're really like they're you're not, not one of the better Paladin's ones. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna find anything, you know, and shamans too, pretty much. Like it's just there's such a gap in content available for people to learn. And I think that might be where the, the, you know, we, we say booster, but like these guys that the boost do give you a lot of information. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like trainers, you know what I mean? In the same sense. Right. Yeah. I just feel like PVP from my experience and I'm by far not an expert, but from my experience, there's just so much decision making that PVE is like, here's what you do. Here's how you do it. Here's it's where scripted. you stand. Right. Like it's scripted. PVP is not yeah. like nobody can show me a PVP video that I can go imitate. Now they can explain but, but to me. On, no, though. stop. Let me for, scripted let to me, a hold on. No, but not hold on. Let me just, no, no, let let me just throw this caveat in. Let me just throw the caveat finish in. with my thought. Because I'm okay, still talking. Fine, go ahead, go ahead. There's no script, so they can tell me how to understand other classes and how to react to certain abilities. Yes, that is a much harder YouTube video to make than it is to make a rating YouTube video. 
but other games do it. For instance, your Overwatch, great YouTube channel, friends of ours, they they do it all the time. But nobody seems to do it for WoW. That was my Correct, point. Correct, because the higher market is in PvE. PvE is baking, all right, and PvP is cooking. When you cook, you gotta you gotta taste for salt. When you bake, you just follow the exact recipe. That's there a really go. good so that's I, a way good to put it, analogy. actually. Yeah. Wow. It's easier. Like, if you're going to make WoW content and you're doing PvE and PvP, it's much easier to make PvE content than it is to make PvP, and it's probably going to be more popular because you can make it class-wide for PvE, and you can make it... You have to make it very class-specific for PvP. Mm-hmm. But what I was getting at is that it's just... There's so much that goes into PvP that it's hard to find somebody, unless you have somebody watching you, to say, like, no, 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 go this way, or stand back here. They have a mage, so you need to do this. Or they have a warlock, so you can't go into this, right? Like, that's the way that I think you're going to make progress. But, like, you guys were saying, the reinforcement schedule is way too thin Yeah. to feel like you're making any progress. There's no... I made progress because I got 10% better on the boss. It's, I died yeah, and I so, still. <laughs> I mean, this, all of this actually relates to what I've been doing recently. I'm actually working on what I think when I release it will be the best rogue lock guide for PVP. Like, um, like, cause I've literally started from scratch and we're almost up to that glad level now for, for my rating. And like, it's very hard because like people say it's very dynamic. So you go in there with an initial strategy, but then you also have to explain what happens when that initial strategy doesn't work out. And at the same time, if you're getting into PvP, there's zero chance that you can actually execute the initial strategy fully, properly. And then, as well as that, while you also have to monitor what everything else that's going on in the arena at the same time is happening, while you're also learning to adapt to focus macros and setting arena one, two, three to focus, you got to kick the focus target and do all this there's so many things that's going on that the average person jumps in and i think they get really overwhelmed and then on top of that while they're getting overwhelmed they're worrying about their rating and the rating the one of the things that you learn is that rating doesn't always reflect whether you're getting better sometimes you're going to be hard stuck while you're getting better and then once certain things click together then your rating is going to see that boost like like to give an example in the last Week. So I played with uh, Chanimal, who's pretty much most people regard as one of the best Warlocks in WoW. And we do it up to 2.1k, almost 2.2k MMR. And then he left the team and I got Reality, who's another very good Warlock. But he's on his out, very scuffed geared. He's got like 200 resilience, but it's mostly from ge- blue gears with resilience gems. And he doesn't even have PvE items, really. So... He's joining me with placement matches where if you lose a placement match, suddenly your matchmaker rating goes way down. And so we tanked down, I think our 2.1k team went down to 1650, something like that. And meanwhile, we're both streaming a lot of this and we're getting comments like, ah, you you guys suck. You guys are like tanking and like you guys need channel back and all this other nonsense. And the whole time, like both me and Riley saying, no, look, we're just getting reps in. Once we get the reps in, we get the synergy built up. We, yeah. we get a few things figured out. We're going to get our rating back up. 
and yeah, like, two like problems enough. with that too like first was yeah. playing with channel you set your viewer aspect high and they're like oh this is yeah. and then you like brought his viewership onto like the other one you start yeah. losing it's bc twitch stream pvp is just so toxic people it's, they have no super no filter yeah but the, but i mean now we just to just to show it could be done we remade the team fresh no no worrying about placement nonsense grind it up and i think in two sessions we're up to 2k already and this is me with i think i've Two pieces of glad gear. I, I don't even have four set and his his out is still super scuffed gear. So we, we you can make up the difference and you can get better. And we're gonna try to push for glad this week and see, but I feel like yeah, just for the average person, it's so hard. It's it's there's so many factors that come into it. And that's why I'm trying to make this guide, but at the same time, I also know that the baseline for this guide is that yeah you can follow this guide but to follow this guide you probably need a thousand games <laughs> so you you need to queue yeah. a thousand games yeah i think that's what people don't get yeah. it sounds a lot like when i got serious about starcraft where it's like my monitor had like sticky notes of stuff to think about during the games because it's just like when you're starting all the time there's too. no way to improve unless you're forcing yourself to be like think about this think about that Think about this. Check your resources. Check the check your base. And then as the game goes on, like you said, like if your opening doesn't work, you're like, okay, I've got Eject five bases them. now. And I'm like, I cannot check all of these. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But once you get in the time, it all starts becoming like, okay, now I'm getting it. But yeah, for wow, that initial like those I used to watch a guy day nine who would do every single day, I think oh five God, days day a week. It'd be like two hours reviewing StarCraft games. We can like, these are the things you need to think about. These are the things mm -hmm. you need to know. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it takes all of that. And they, I, I think there is a lack of that content. And a lot of it is specific. If you release an incredible Rogue Warlock guide, then a rogue watches it and then want, doesn't have like a Warlock friend to play with. Like, I'm sure a lot of that will be useful. But even then, if they're playing with a different person, it's like, this is so difficult to all come together for, for yeah. somebody who's new to PvP to come together and like be good. Honestly, I think VOD reviews, I think you should like open up a like a system where people can send you a VOD of their arena match. You can review it. You can review it yeah. and coach them and give them Comment advice. VOD reviews would be good. VOD reviews, dude. Yeah. I mean, Channel does that. Channel does that. Yeah. He, oh. But he gets paid for it. He, I think it's like $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Does he put it on YouTube, he, he though? Because that could be great content. The problem is most people that want VOD reviews don't want it to be public. They're, they're scared yeah. about their gameplay being yeah. shown. Like I've, I've done private PvE reviews as well. And usually people don't want it public. Because they're scared about getting like Roasted, comments and yeah. such, which I understand because like not everyone's built to handle the hate comments that you get if you're online. Like uh, I, I was yeah, yeah like uh, before definitely. the podcast started I was sharing that some guy tracked me down to my Discord and just just to let me know that my opinion didn't matter because my twos rating dropped off for like two days or something. Typical BC <laughs> so, toxicity, yeah. dude. Yeah, well. There's there's so much tech too, like yeah. little tech things. Like I was listening to prepared a couple a couple weeks ago, and you said something that blew my my mind. Um, so let me set it up for listeners that don't know Warrior and don't know Rogue. So Warriors have a move called uh, inter in, intervene, and what it does is you you click on one of your party members. And then you could charge to to them. The next hit on them goes on you the next instead physical ability. of yep. of uh, yeah instead of them. So 
And then there's a move called called Faint on Rogues for people that don't know Rogues. So this is a move that de- decreases your your th- your threat on a boss or on a mob. It's what it's is what it's used used for. It's a very low cost energy ability. So this tech is when a warrior inter uh, inter in, intervenes your kill target. Instead of doing one of your big moves, you, like as a rogue, you do faint. That hits that that one hit that they that they take for the target. Then you do your big move, and it was a huge tech thing that I think probably a ton of rogues just don't know. You know, unless they're super high. Yeah. yeah, like Snowby didn't even know it. You know, until he was told. You know, by there's his a lot coach. of things with that too. Um, like to kind of carry on to that point too. Uh, really big plays. A lot of people don't know if that people are making now. Is a so you can faint as a rogue, definitely useful. It's the best way to do it because there's no other way you can technically do it other than like wasting a kick, um, which isn't the worst case option because most of the time the scenario is you're trying to kidney shot somebody and then the warrior intervenes, right? So that scenario you can faint, you can kick, which obviously isn't recommended over faint. Um, or if you're playing with a mage or a priest, they can actually wand it because wands actually physical. So they can wand off the intervene, and another thing from that too whoa, is whoa, that whoa, hold on! You just made me think. Is that wands yeah. physical? Does that mean yeah. I could use a wand on those stupid mobs in Kara that I can't use magic on? I want to say I haven't tested it myself. I actually, should but I do know can that you wand use a goes. wand as a warrior? Can you? No, no, I'm talking when I'm on the. Okay. Sorry, well, I, I was totally, like, yeah, wait I just a minute. Totally I actually don't know topic. the answer to that. It's, <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry. I'll have to end up testing it next time I go on my mage and Kara. But I do know for a fact, 100% wand goes through cloak because it's physical. So that's something really toxic. If you ever get a situation where like you're playing any kind of caster comp and you run into a rogue, any cloaks, and he has cheat death up or something like that, and you're the priest or the mage in stereo, wand does go through cloak 100%. So if you need that that's last a, bit of damage, just cl- close in. It goes through it. Um, that's a crazy tip, too. Point. So like that's something you would never think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it was new to me. I didn't know that ever was a possible thing. I mean, the trickiest thing for people getting into arena is that uh, you probably need, I'd say, maybe four or five hundred games, depending on how fast you learn and how fast you adapt. Just to learn key bindings, just key bindings alone yes. is probably like five hundred yeah. games. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I'm Muscle glad it's memory. not just me because I'm just like, I get in no. there and I just am like mind blown. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, I was stuck in cat because apparently my key bind doesn't get me out of cat in this <laughs> form, but it does in bear. Like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. yeah, from personal experience, even yesterday, I spent two hours yesterday making new binds and making like putting in new macros on my rogue just so i can like transfer between all my rogues and that's still me like i've been playing rogue since back in the day like forever ago and it's just constantly still changing still trying to fix things and like min max i don't recommend doing that for a lot of people just because like you want to be comfortable with your bindings more than fixing like that but if you ever feel like you can you definitely have to put like me i know that i did that so i have to like cue and get used to these bindings and it's going to take me like a month before I'm flew with uh, them. Yeah, and you, you know, still make right? mistakes. Even now, I'm playing at what, like 2K plus, and I still sometimes I'm like, 
Uh, I blinded target two instead of target the one. Wrong sorry, sorry. Yeah. Like, uh, I did the wrong one. Why don't you the priest? Go, go, next, go next game. It's okay. We'll just forget about this game. <laughs> and it still yeah. happens. It happens like all the time. And uh, mm. I, that, that's again, it goes back to the barrier of entry. It's, uh, it's a lot of games you need. And yeah. the, the big thing is beginners get overwhelmed because like even just to describe an example. So to describe an example, like I play Rogue Luck and literally the most popular comp in twos right now is warrior druid because you're just really yep. common classes and a, there's a lot of warriors out there easy comp to play people just queue that just to open it alone there's so much stuff going on like as soon as i zone into the arena i'm already thinking okay i'm gonna sprint at the warrior because i need my warlock shield to be we want to get into the fight quickly because he's got a shield up for like 30 seconds or whatever it is then i'm gonna sap the warrior then i'm going to look for the druid pop my goggles mm -hmm. to find him easier then i'm gonna kick I'm going to use my shadow step cheap shot macro to step to the druid as soon as he steps out. He can't get more than two globals off, otherwise we're in trouble. Mm. Uh, then I'm going to gouge him, kidney shot him. And at this point, the warrior's probably going to be starting to run towards me. Then evasion, I have to, get rid of your trinket the yeah, I have to evasion, <laughs> maybe trinket if he jumps to me. Then Switch I have to vanish cheap shot chain the warrior. Offhand. Yeah, I have to like vanish cheap There's shot so the warrior. And then uh, it depends if it stuns. If it doesn't stun, I have to probably uh, prep and redo the cheap shot or try again to CC the warrior for a second because there's 45% chance he resists stun. And this whole time, I'm also seeing whether CC's lands on the druid that I just switched off because if the CC doesn't land, then I have to use my blind immediately because if the druid gets any heals off, we lose, basically. And uh, while all of this mm. is happening, I'm also stacking five wounds on the warrior. So like when you... Have like I all feel like that. you're every rogue I go against, but not even close. Yeah. When well, you're dealing with a rogue, you're like, wow, he's playing rogue. And then you get like behind a rogue, like Snowy's saying, and it's just like they're been maxing everything. It's like stun DR, opponent CC, like everything. Like, what is my opponent doing positioning? Before I forget, one be beginner tip for everybody if you're going against a rogue and you get sapped, especially in twos, Probably threes to fives. Maybe you can get away with doing something different. But if you get sapped, do not trick it out of sap. You will get you will get you will get blinded. And if the rogue's good, you get sapped out of blind. You're going to be out of the game for at least twenty seconds. So do yeah. not. I think the only class that's sap. acceptable to trinket sap at this point is mage, just because you have so many outs otherwise, and it's just like trinket nova rogue. But that's the only yeah, class. Literally I think. a play. But I think this goes back to what we were saying where there's so much dynamic adaptations where mages in particular, they love to trinket Nova to try to get a rogue out. But if the rogue is also very good, the rogue's going to step back while he trinket Novas. He's going to whiff the Nova. Then I'm going to resap you. And now you're sitting in a sap yep. with no trinket. Yep. So and it's then... like there's, there's adaptations like that where it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I was playing against Nien. I don't know if um, any of the listeners know Nien, but Nien was a former league pro. He's uh, like a former rank one WoW player as well. He, he plays a lot of WoW. And even like uh, you were bring up the intervenes earlier where a warrior can intervene to a target. So we were playing him and he, his team's like 2300 rated and we were destroying them because just because Rogue Lock just destroys warrior um, healer, yeah. usually. There's not much he can do about that, even if he's really good. But he started making adaptations where he'd be like, okay, well, you guys are sapping my priest at the start. I'm going to intervene to my priest and we're going to run at you. So now you can't sap the priest at all during Russian. the initial start. 
And then now we play this mind game of okay, well then do I open on the warrior instead? Like how how do we deal with this intervene? Pull back, wait, I'll intervene. That kind of gets into yeah, so like it's, a it's some it's really funny too that it comes from classic vanilla. You you see a lot of these. Uh, I don't know what player base it technically is. Maybe like private servers, but it seems like just kind of the classic vanilla players. They're using skull of impending doom in the opener. Oh yeah, you have skull. warlocks just running in and popping skull against like rogue teams. And just they get combat, right? And then they just cancel it off so they don't like lose too much health mana. But they're doing that to avoid the sap. And you're just like, wait, what's going on? Um, and that's something that's going on in Arena too. And which, honestly, from what I've seen from the private server community, they hate it. Like, what are you doing? That's cheating, right? Yeah. But like well, classic vanilla players, players hate anything like, that's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah. funny to see stuff like that. And like I said, like we said before, it's like challenging them. So I like that kind of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff is goes back to what we were saying. Is why, this is why Arena is really fun if you're a hardcore PvPer because like we deal with all these things and it's really fun to challenge ourselves to be you like, to okay, adapt. he's doing this, so now I got to do this. Yeah. But the problem is that, again, it's like for the average player getting to this level where you can do this stuff is such a grind yeah. that it feels hard for them to get to that level because it depends on how you take it, right? It's either interesting yeah. from like our standpoint, we're like, oh, I can improve. That's something new. I can do this. The counter him. You're getting excited because you can play better, right? Whereas other people are just like, "Wow, that's frustrating to deal with. I don't want to do this." And it's it depends on the type of person. So, I mean, are there ever comps you come up against where you're just like, "I can't beat this comp with the comp that I have"? Uh, it depends what you're playing. Honestly, um, it depends on what you're playing. Some comps. It, it depends if you're playing twos or threes as well. Uh, twos is a yeah. lot more rock paper scissors. But um, usually there's things you can do. But sometimes some comps just have comps that if they're equally skilled, you're going to lose. There's, there's, there's literally nothing you can do sometimes in twos. There's like soft counters and hard counters, yeah. 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 Sometimes, that's why it's the S-tier comps are the ones with the least amount of those a lot of the times. Like I play Rogue Lock. Uh, we have counters, but even against the counters, we have a chance. And uh, mm. that, that's why Rogue Priest is very, very strong right now. They don't have a hard counter. They have difficult matchups sometimes, but they don't have a hard counter. A Rogue Priest, you can win against anything potentially. You have more room uh, for It depends. Like, Factions, it's faction related as well. Yeah, it's faction related as well. Like if, if you play a Horde Rogue right now, you know that Perception sucks. Yeah. Uh, going against human rogues is, is rough. So There's you play a around huge stealth stuff. meta, and it's honestly like frustrating yeah. to deal with, but sometimes it's kind of fun and interesting. But yeah. It's it's kind of out of the out of control, honestly. Yeah. Next season will be a little bit better though. Well, um, yeah. Give us kind of some base, some baselines of where people could start seeing success, like Resilius cap for certain classes, stuff like that. Honestly, personally, I feel like three hundred Resil. Once people kind of get that, which is like it's hard to get this season. Obviously, next season's gonna be a lot. Season easier. two, yeah. Yeah, when I was playing beta and we were everybody was about 300 Brazil, the game felt really just fluid. Like nobody was dying too fast. It was a lot like kind of just making the right decisions and you know like playing well that was benefiting people. So I think next season once we get to that point, it's gonna be really good. And obviously people are gonna be able to get it easier. Like I said, uh, a lot of people. What I kind of recommend is if at this point they have two pieces of the blue gear or two pieces of the arena gear, they keep that, and then you can get three pieces of the rep gear. For revered and that's going to help the result a lot they'll help you get into pvp really well and results just good for every class overall um and other than that like you know just keep pving there's always going to be pve gear 
It's gonna you're gonna be able to supplement yeah. in. It's it, gonna help. It comes down to your class as well. Yeah. It comes down to your class as well. Like um like for example, I I only play rogues, and and for me, neither of my rogues is actually best geared for PvP. I, I'm literally running heavy PVE gear. But you can you can pick your comp based on your gear as well. Like I purposely play double DPS rogue because I know mm -hmm. double DPS rogue. I don't really need resilience. I can get away with like a hundred resilience or less on, on that. Same comp. thing for mage That's, too. My only job is to is to do damage and be slippery. And if I'm in an in, in um a longer fight, then I'm probably doing it wrong. <laughs> so I yeah. my goal is to never be in the longer fight anyway, so I can get away without the resilience. But season two, honestly, most people. If if you have the revered faction, you can just literally just go pick up a full set of the faction gear, and you're probably good. That's like you're probably good with like off pieces. That's gonna be really good yeah. for alts too, especially like a fresh character. That's gonna be one of the first things you probably want to do is get revered with every faction. Further attunement for like Kara to get like some PV gear, especially, but uh, also just you can literally just pick up five pieces of honor gear for rep, and I think I want to say on beta it was like eighty gold, super cheap. So it's like not even pricey from the vendors. So that's going to be your best bet. So like I'm like the current problem that I'm running into as a warrior is I've got four four piece of the the blue otter set. I've got my my gladiator pants and mm -hmm. I've got enough to buy another piece. But if I get another piece, I lose that five seconds off of my intercept. And I've gotten real used to having a 15-second intercept, which is really huge. It's a different place, though. What I would say, I don't know every class individually. I know Rogues is really huge um, with the four-piece. Because like, the Glide gear is different from... The Rep gear shares the same four-piece with, uh, with the Blue gear. Like You can min-max, like mix and match it, right? But the four-set is the same for the blue piece or the revered gear and the honor gear. Um, but the gladiator gear, the four piece is different. Like for instance, like it's for the blue gear for rogue, it's gouge or something. I think time off gouge or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but the four piece for glad is way better because you get 10 extra energy. So it's insane. So definitely pay attention to those set bonuses and try to like feel it out. Yeah. Maybe look into it. Um, Cause I think it's the same with every other class for warrior. The, the set bonuses are the same, but like the different height, the like the different types of glad gear going forward will all go into that set bonus. Whereas, like if you mm -hmm. mix and match the blues with the glad gear, it does not. Like you can get double yeah. resilience and stuff like that. Like so, the four piece, like I said, like the, with the revered and the honor gear, it's going to be exactly the same for your class. But the gladiator gear four piece should be different, I think, for every other class. So hmm. that's something to keep in wow. mind is see which four-piece bonus is probably better for you. Try to shoot for one. If the blue one's really detrimental to your class, probably stick with it. Um, but otherwise, try to double dip on the Brazil two-piece bonus of 35. Get the double 70 Brazil. Super good, starting out, honestly. Yeah, honestly, I feel like season... A lot of people are looking at seasons two and hopefully thinking that a lot of people will come back because uh, for the PvP front, just because uh, the barrier of entry will be a lot lower. If you're PvE, you have the rep, you pick up your full set of revered gear, uh, and they'll get you to like a minimum, I think a minimum viable level for arena, where you're perfectly fine. You probably have, what, like 200 plus resilience at least at that point if you have a full set of rep gear. And that's a decent starting point. Uh, I think like a big problem is a lot of people look at their gear and they're worried that it's going to hold them back. But really, for the most part, you, you can get to... Like you can get to 2k plus with 
low resilience just just fine if you're skilled enough you just have to fill in the skill gaps really and at the 200 plus resilience you you do okay it's going to be obviously challenging a little bit but when the when the skill comes into play like the good example is my my partner right now in twos reality i'm playing with his out because his main's playing with uh, a, a different rogue so his out is literally in like 200 resilience blues doesn't even have pve gear but he makes it work just because we we adapt our strategy more. We make sure he we're doing the right things to try to mitigate the amount of damage he's taken. Uh, a big thing you can do if you're finding you're getting blown up as well um, for a lot of classes is you can get engineering right now, get the belt, and it's 4k damage prevention for 8 seconds, and it doesn't backfire that often. Um, that's why there's a big meta in engineering right now for PvP is almost everyone's an engineer now. <laughs> In twos, at least. Yeah, those are two really good points that you brought up, too. Yeah, only use the belt when you're about to die. Don't yeah. use it at full health. Yeah. So, but like, kind of what you're getting at is it's. I heard more that about on getting... prepared pro- uh, on prepared podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but listen, usually people always ask me, "Did you use your hellstone?" And I'm like, "No," because I literally went from being stunned to feared to cycloned to stunned to feared like <laughs> even if i trick it out like there was zero opportunity yeah, she's talking about yeah but you're talking about in fives and fives is just chaos fives yeah you have a lot less room for error but the biggest thing that's the most important is like not gear but just getting the reps in knowing your class knowing the comps and just playing games more of a gear like gear don't let it keep you from getting in and playing the game because that's the most important part it's just getting the know-how and just making mistakes and learning from them that matters way more than gear but gear definitely helps and you do want to shoot for it yeah because there's a lot of like the tactics and strategies top level pvpers are doing you're not going to be able to do it at the start anyway you just got to get a rest because you need the right. game basically you need the game to slow down and yet the game's not going to slow down for mm-hmm. you until you're so used to the situation you're in that you actually have the know-how to or the extra focus to look at what else is going on like, um, I, I like to watch yeah. Snuts a lot, who's a pro WoW player. And if I ever watch him, you can see everything you're not doing in Arena, basically, because he's able to control his character, plan out his strategy. But at the same time, he's always watching everyone else in the Arena. So you see that while he's executing all the strategies, he'll actually be line of sighting the other guy. He'll be, like, hiding behind a pillar at the perfect timing just to dodge the sheep that's incoming on him. But there's no way the average mm. player is going to be able to do that at, at first because they're so focused on just, like, landing the cheap shot or whatever ability they're doing that they, they have no idea the, sh- the mage is back there casting a sheep on them, right? So you need to... And that's a good point because that's what you want to shoot for yeah. is to have that awareness of not only yourself but your opponent and your teammates. And that's why, like, twos is going to be easier to start for a lot of people and then threes will be a little bit harder it's that same kind of gap just getting into twos period is you want to be able to do your own execution like this is your rotation this is what you do this is the strat but also like oh this day you're opening on like it's mage priest or something and you're opening on a priest like he's saying with the like, polymorph and whatnot you want to have situational awareness of where the mage is to avoid his cast if you can just by moving slightly and that's so next level and it'll help you so much and just like to get to that next hundred plus rating that you need to just doing little movements like that and just getting used to the game so you can make little moves like that. And you'll notice the top tier players doing things like that a lot just because they're so used to it and they're watching not only what the other character they're not fighting, they're not using abilities on is doing, but also what their uh, their teammates have available. You know, like say if something happened to them, like they did get polyed 
or they're about to get polyed and stuff LSing, they can get off extra goalballs because they know their mage they're playing with has a CS available and he could CS that. You know, it's just there's so many little things like that. And the more you get the reps in, the more you familiar you get with it and the more casual it gets and you can just get really fluid with it. So getting the game. And games I think it's like this level really system. Important. Yeah. Right? Where you can't do that until you master these things down here. Right. It's, yeah, it's a step. Be- right, but because so many people who want to be good at PvP, they watch the pro players or the really like it's easier to streamers. see and commentate on than actually perform. That's like where we kind of yeah, like talked about the coaching like, situation. Yeah. It's easy to yeah, say. Yeah, and they're like, I need to do that. And it's like, you can't do that until you have these 25 other things. Like, it doesn't matter if you line of sight the sheep if you don't do anything else. The right? best response <laughs> like, to that that I've heard is just like, give me time, I'll get it down. And that's the best thing you can tell somebody is just like, I'm capable of doing this and I want to do it and just give me time. Because that's like exactly right. what you need to do. You know, the, the only thing, the main thing they don't want to hear is like, well, I can't do that. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you mean? Or getting frustrated because they're getting overwhelmed, like we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. So those are big things that you want to try to avoid. So just stay optimistic and just... I feel you just have to... You have to focus on one thing at a time. That, that's something I took over Absolutely. from my snowboarding as well. Like, you're never going to be able to do everything, but you just focus on, like, what's the biggest thing that you need to focus on right now? And then you just focus right. on that until it becomes second nature. Then you can start adding other things. Like, a, like your situation where you're getting, like... Uh, chain cc'd like you have probably have to pay attention to like what you trinket exactly right like um that's what i'm yeah. actually yeah, like, working on now yeah. too and it's my positioning right like i was in the wrong spot that's why i was able to get chain cc yeah. like i get that yeah you also need to know like the other team's win conditions sometimes but that's like a little bit down the line but like for example when i'm playing rogue versus a lot of teams in twos my win condition is if I know this guy trinkets, he's gonna eat a blind and we win. Basically, like blind, I know it. Zap, like, reset, if I'm versing another rogue, yeah. As soon as I see the other rogue, he doesn't have trinket. He doesn't have cloak, which means my wallet can blow him up with dots at some point as well. Then I know instant blind. Instant blind. I vanish. I'm gonna sap him. We're gonna reset, and then we're gonna kill you with a kidney shot because now you have mm-hmm. nothing. So like you, you guys, I am really yeah. good at healer when nobody touches me. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> If I'm not bugged, if nobody's focusing on me, I'm really good. I notice a lot. I CC really well. The moment like one person gets on me and then two people get on me, I'm just like. I mean, that's that's the hardest part actually. What <laughs> um, it's, it's what I still struggle with now is is that when you get when you get focused on and things go off script, knowing like what do I do right now? I'm I'm getting destroyed. How by, do I like, play the game? These I'm guys being focused. On me. I don't know what right. to do. You just start. You, like I'm supposed to be doing this, but I can't do this. The average reaction and what even I still do sometimes with if it's a really awkward situation is you're gonna hit your trinket, then you're gonna just start pressing everything <laughs> yeah, you have, panicking. and you're yeah. gonna panic. Then you're gonna die. Dude, a I lot. Do that of, that's all everyone's the time. biggest like, problem. Uh... Um, my biggest. Yeah. I go to bear and I'm like, I my can biggest run advice away. for people in no. that situation yeah. because it's it's the worst thing in the world. I've obviously in PvP getting trained and it's more prominent for healers especially this season like uh but just stay calm yeah don't over don't press your buttons too fast and just worry about positioning like at that point you're like they're on me how can i make this guy get off me or make him in a bad scenario right like say i'm playing rogue and there's a warrior on me right terrible situation you don't want that it's terrifying because you're hitting them you're feeding them rage and they're just like you and you can't really out pump them right so what's the best thing you can do in that scenario is pull them out of line of sight of their healer 
So if they want to keep pursuing you as the target, then that's where you start focusing on positioning rather than whatever else you're going to do technically, right? That's a really hard thing to do too, is to like think about that and be like... And it's, yeah, it's hard to engrave that in your head because you just want to like, what can I do to survive? Oh my God. But the biggest thing to do is just have faith in your healer because they're not on your healer. Your healer has globals to spare. They have cooldowns to spare. And you should just be communicating with your healer well, making sure you're staying in line of sight of your healer. Why as well as bringing them out of line of sight of their healer. And that's where positioning gets in a really big standpoint of like arena. So, I mean, this is where the reps come comes in because uh, what, what you're going to go into is you're going to come in there with basically a strategy versus every comp. Is your ideal. You start in twos. Most people I recommend you start in twos. Is you're going to come up with a strategy versus every comp, every combination of classes you're going to face. And then you're going to go try to execute that. And then once you get used to at least just the basic execution, then you can deal with like the weird stuff that happens outside of that. Or once you've done that strat a bunch of times, you understand better how to do the counterplays. Like, for example, when I first started fighting Warrior Druid as a, as a rogue lock, I got destroyed by the warrior a lot because I wasn't prepared for the warrior to just kind of destroy me out of nowhere. Because I was so busy on just the, like the strategy, I was like, "Oh, I gotta find a, I gotta find a druid. I gotta step to the druid. I gotta do all this other stuff." I'm not prepared for the warrior to to come at me. But you execute that strat enough times, and now I know that okay, when I'm on the druid, the warrior is a hundred percent going to either intervene to the druid or he's gonna intercept me. And if he's gonna intercept me, I know like I instant trinket evasion. I don't have my back to him, and he's gonna miss all his like disarms and everything on me. And, and then I just cheap shot him, and then we CC him, and and we usually win off that. So it's, it's a lot of executing the basic strategy, getting destroyed by it. But then at least once you have the strategy down, you can focus on all the other stuff yeah. after that. You just got to not be scared to lose. Do you guys have, like in your mind, what class is the easiest to enter like a competitive area in PvP and what class is the hardest? Somewhat. I mean, warrior's yeah. pretty easy. I mean, the average like, opinion... Warrior Druid's pretty good, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, I know it, like... No, but I mean, like, if somebody... It's a if touchy somebody's topic new, a If somebody's new people, to PvP... But I feel like the, the right, biggest way a lot of people talk about it, there's skill ceilings, right? So you have, like, to be a good warlock, or, like, for instance, right, to be a good warlock, it doesn't take a lot. But a really high school warlock can, like, the skill ceiling's, like, really high, where it's, like, you can be... Being a really good warlock like is insane, the floor right? Is the low. You know, and like and same everything. thing for right, like, like the floor is low, but the exactly. ceiling's high. That's the kind of point. Whereas some like the floor is mid and the ceiling's mid, right? Like there's not a lot of wiggle room. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are interested in because the ceiling is like not really accessible for a lot of players. Like unless you're, you know, a high caliber player that's already streaming and already made it at that point. Like, yeah, you can get that point. More more people are probably looking for this floor. Like what classes have the lowest floors that are like easy to get into? Well, like you, you yeah. okay? You said warrior, uh, warrior mm. druid, right? As a comp, but as a I comp, feel yeah. like, yeah, 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 as a cop. But I feel like warrior has a much lower skill floor than druid healer. Druid healer, I feel like the skill floor is a lot higher. Like you could be a, a decent warrior, warrior fast. I feel like as a healer, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I think you can be a decent druid fast. It's just. There's so much in overwhelming options yeah. that you can do in any situation that the ceiling. I feel is like so druids high. are a little mixed up because a lot of people want to finesse on yeah. a druid because they know like OBC oh, and I can do all this. There's like so much flashy stuff back in the day, right? 
So anyone who's like reminiscing or something like that of the arena back then, there's like, oh, I can cyclone somebody low and they have all this stuff. And it's like not necessarily the best thing. So they're almost getting overwhelmed. But the easiest thing just to play script wise as a healer is definitely a druid. Um, and then you kind of go into priests, which are just really strong at the moment. And then obviously you have like unplayable classes kind of where pallies are like not really too well represented. Shaman's okay. There is like certain comps where shamans are really good for resto. Um, Shaman Ret. In five. Five two, yeah. But as far as like twos, which is like the more accessible thing for a lot of people, because they don't have a lot of people that might want to PvP. Um, Shaman Ret is actually really good. It does have a higher skill ceiling and like floor than most other comps, but it's definitely one of the ones that can do well. Shaman Warrior is still okay. It gets better in later seasons, but definitely like as far as healers, that's how I feel. There's definitely some Wait, classes when you that see you do too. Druids. Mm-hmm. Can I ask this question? This is just a personal um just for me. When you see druids, healing druids with warriors, are they in tree form or not? Mm, I feel like it depends, depends on them, actually. Yeah. Right now it doesn't matter where a lot of them come out in tree form. If if I'm against a warrior druid, a lot of them start off in tree form. But then that gets into a whole strategy of like I'm actually watching the the hearts. To see if the druid doesn't have hearts, we're probably going to just blow up the druid. But uh, there's also like the opening timing. We watch for the hearts and we're like, okay, uh, this druid's probably going to refresh his hearts now. I'm going to go like a second before Mm. and stun him and make sure the hearts fall off. So there's this whole mind game when it comes to druids and hearts and things like that. And I feel like the comp defense too. Because like, for instance, I feel like it's better for Resto Druid. I'm not sure exactly the exact comps and like what people should be doing. But some of the better... uh, warlock druids against me as a rogue a lot of the time i've i would end up catching the druid in stealth with the warlock with the paranoia and actually searching for the rogue right so if you get a pounce on the rogue in the opener it's like detrimental so you have that advantage in that comp just because the increased stealth detection where it's better for you to stay you know and for instance like say you're playing alliance side too and it's alliance perception warlock he pops perception and paranoia which stacks together and you can see a rogue from like across the map so the rogue's already petrified by himself so if the druid ends up finding him, like Warlock gives the location where the rogue is, druid goes in from stealth and pounces on the rogue. It, you're already ahead in the game, so it's very comp reliant. So yeah, yeah. It's also like if you're a druid, you're going up against a mage tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like then they can't they can't poly you. Just but don't if do you it. Go it's against a lock, lock, get they can't. Yeah, they, no, yeah, they, they can't. I did that. You. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's, wait, what's there's happened? There's so many of those little things that you have to just get right as you go in. There's a lot of shifting meta with the uh, druids. It's like shifting mana burns and stuff like that. It's really huge and stuff. And then uh, a big panic thing that I see a lot of druids make mistakes on, even like higher tier levels, is uh, like you get feared. And say they're in bear form, they got feared against the priest, right? They'll immediately go to caster because they're like freaking out. And they're just pressing whatever button they can and put some in caster form. And then they're getting mana burn out of fear. Whereas in bear form, not press anything and then not get burned. So you'll see a lot of that stuff like that too. But, you know, like it's all practice. So I've never done that. Yeah, it just depends. I've seen some people do it. So and it's pretty common, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I've done that many well, of times. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, that's definitely classes that are easy to play to, to be on topic is that uh, like warriors for sure. Rogues are actually not that hard once you get your basic arena one, two, three mm-hmm. macros going as well. But then, like, the skill ceiling goes up. It escalates really quickly. The entry level, I'd say, like, Rogues and Warriors are actually some of the easier two melees to play. 
um, just to get started, at least, just to get started. And the skill ceiling, like when I play against Nian, who's a rank one level war warrior, there's a big difference, obviously. Like I see like, he knows Good I want to go scary. for a sap, he intervenes. He knows I want to go, like if I, if I blind his druid, he intervenes to a druid because yeah. he knows I'm going to blind sap sometimes. So like the top warriors definitely do adaptations and you really notice it. But it's very accessible just because at the start, the warrior just a lot of times you're just zigzagging and it's a lot on your healer to do the actual work and do the other stuff. The warrior just like, you can get started with just zigzagging people down with, with mace stuns. Yep. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely, I played lock in TBC and now I'm playing warrior. Like I played lock in PVE, but I play warrior in PVP and it's definitely a lot easier. <laughs> like it's more like a lot of that class. And it's like you're getting trained and you're like, like panicking and like, what do I press? Like, what do I do? This guy's on me. I can't move. There's no mobility. You're like, eh. and you just have so many options. Like the, like, like you're going to be one to put, you know, curse of tongues on this guy and want to like do this on this, on this guy. Whereas warriors, it's like, well, you should probably, even if you're trading this guy, you should probably disarm the warrior who's right next to you. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot simpler, at least for me. There's not a lot of finesse with warrior, I feel like, and there's a lot more with warlock. So it kind of like leaves you like, what buttons do I press and when a little bit more with warlock? Yeah, warlock's skill cap is definitely crazy high because they, they have so many abilities yeah. and so many things they could be doing in any given global. That I think like that's why people look at Chanimal and think he's so good because he uses his globals and such really efficiently to do the right things. And that's a lot of like the decision making that comes with thousands upon thousands of arena games. Because uh like I, I had a partner on Whiteman before, one of my guildies, who doesn't PvP as hardcore. And we would we would get like stuck at like sixteen hundred uh because he would just get blown up by people. And even at three hundred resilience, he would get blown up. And it was really hard to progress because, like, I, I would be trying to explain to him, look, like, you gotta, you gotta line of sight this and we, you gotta do these things to survive. And I, there's nothing else I can do to help you survive. You, you just gotta, you gotta figure that out on your own because I can only do so much to keep you alive. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a skill ceiling there for just being able to improve as well. Is that, um, like, a lot of people don't realize the, the people that are really good at PvP and, that that have gotten really good they spend a lot of time self-reviewing themselves as well like the only reason i've been able to even look at getting glad this season and i still don't know what i'll get it in the final push this week is that um literally after every session i go back i record all my games i go back look at the vods and then review what i could have done better and then i know like next session okay i gotta do this that's a good call i gotta do this i did that yeah. in overwatch that's probably one of the biggest things that actually helped me improve i haven't yeah. even thought about doing that here it's in a lot of games honestly that's one of your best things like uh like saying with the boosting and stuff that i was doing back in kata and whatnot and then like what all that other stuff it's my biggest advice to almost everybody was that just record yourself playing look over it because the best thing you do is just understand that you're making mistakes, see them in real time and kind of process them and be able to fix them. Especially like if you have a good partner you're playing with and partners, you want to make sure you're going over that with each other in a healthy manner. To the point, like it's easy to be toxic to each other and like in the moment, like we lost and then not understand what's going on. Everyone's frustrated and stuff like that. It's so much easier if you guys can get together after a session and just like review this is what happened. How can we prevent it? How can we play better yeah. from like every aspect and all sides? So I feel a lot of people just have to. Yeah, I mean, we're that. our own self-critics. Like we're 
our worst self-critic, right? We're going to watch it yeah. and we're going to notice a lot of the things so, we're doing wrong. Yeah, a lot of people have reviewing to... Reviewing your own gameplay is huge. Yeah, a lot of people have to realize that it's, it's a whole different game. They have to treat PvP as almost a different game. And I think that's what caught a lot of people off guard is that they didn't realize, like, yeah, PvP is completely different uh, from, from PvE. You're going to go into that. You're basically learning an entirely new game. And if you actually want to improve, you actually have to put in a lot of time to, to get that. You, like, you, you have to go back at, and look at what you're doing. You have to figure out the strategies. Because the barrier of entry, like I said, nowadays, people above 1,500, they, they know. They're, they're like, what would be 2.2K back in the day? Like 1500 rated players are like experienced PvP as now. People are maxing so yeah. much earlier rating. That's something that caught me off guard to my been queuing a lot is the fact that people in sub 2k bracket have like everything min max. Like for instance, for Rogue, it's like they have Night's Eye Panther, the increased stealth stealth on their trinket. Um, they have goggles, the engineering goggles, which are on use, which you can gives you perception and actually stacks with the perception. Um, and then they all have belt. Like almost everybody I ran into, eighteen hundred plus, like sub two K, like sub two point two. Everybody's min max like that. That they have belt, like goggles, like everything they can do to give nobody else. And you just, at least from my personal experience, I wasn't expecting people to be that prepared. But they definitely are, and it's it's alarming sometimes. Sometimes like you know if if you don't even understand why you lost or they have that, it's just because you're just frustrated because you ended. So that's something just to keep in mind and just like review things and kind of understand and look into all those little things that can give people edge and try to invest in yourself. Like Shinobi was saying with the NG belt, that thing helps so much. It's a 4K absorb and it's like recommended for a lot of people, especially in the lower brackets of like 2v2. Yeah, PvP is definitely reaching this point where you really have to commit. If you want to get good at PvP, you really have to commit. Like 100%. 1500 level rogues already have cheap shot shadow stat macros for arena one two three to instant open on healers and things like that uh the, it's it's gotten to a level where you you have to be dedicated to pvp if you actually want to get like 2k plus you're probably investing a lot of hours into pvp like an excessive amount of hours almost but that's just where the level is at because everyone's more skilled now and what sucks is that's after you already invest all the hours into bgs yeah. to yeah. get the gear and that's the I mean the funniest thing is a lot of the top level players don't even like doing that themselves. Like uh like I know Channel his optimal setup right now is to drop his jewel crafting and go engineering because he doesn't have the belt and it actually holds him back a little bit in twos. He just covers it with skill gap. But he optimally should have that, but he doesn't want to do that because doing that means he has to go swap his honor gear around, which is another twenty thousand honor he has to grind, and he's not doing that. Yeah, no. Even the top level players at PvP all day don't want to do that stuff. Crazy. Yep, you Fair. be quiet. Do you have anything to add in? Yeah, I plan on hitting Gladiator by a series of extraordinarily lucky mace stuns uh, every game. Just, <laughs> I just have like a hundred percent stun. Good luck, yeah. I, I hate fighting warriors. It's 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 so RNG. Sometimes sometimes you play it perfectly, but the warrior will mace stun you twice in a row, and it's like, well. What, what can I do? They have I RNG it and they stun me again. Yeah, it's like they have yeah. mace stun and they, they're resisting all your stuns and you just flip You're like, oh god, he resists a cheap shot. Oh, he resists a kidney. Oh god, he may stun me through evasion. Oh god. We were doing fives the other day and uh, our 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 guild leader Harskar, he he was on his like his like fresh warrior and he went right in. He did whirlwind and stunned four people. Nice. 
and we were able to kill the, we, we were able to kill the target because no one could move. It was hilarious. The best thing is Torrens with their increased like range and whatnot, <laughs> and they stunning people with three pillars. It's great. Oh man, yeah. Well, I mean, we could probably talk about this forever, but I th- I think unless you guys have any like anything to add, like I think we covered a lot of stuff. Like there's still so much more to cover, but I mean, that's the that's your your whole point, your biggest tips from what I took from this conversation is just get the just get the reps in, just get the games in, just play You're the going game to learn yeah. and just keep an open mind. Talk about the games afterwards. That's the way you're going to or get give better. up entirely. That's the- <laughs> oh what? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to discredit into this option as well. Like I give up. <laughs> a good point is to make there's there's plenty of game left. Like every different season's a different experience. So you know, if you didn't like this season. Keep in mind, it's going to be nothing like next season. Season two is going to be different. Season three is going to be different. Season four is going to be different. So don't rush into it. If it's frustrating at this point, you always have a chance to get into a completely different yeah. arena environment coming on season. So I'd say the main thing is, uh, yeah, just get the reps in and always focus on just one thing that you're working on. Just, just always focus on one thing and just learn general strategy. Like that's mm-hmm. all you got to do at the start. Get your keybinds figured out, have a general strategy for every comp and focus on improving one thing at a time. And you get that eventually. It's just, you just have to be willing to grind. Like, there's a reason I have seven, eight hundred games of just Rogue Warlock alone. Uh, and then, like, because uh, you have to keep in mind the people you're versing, they play probably 200 games a day, like a lot of those guys. 200 games a day alone. And most casual players don't do that in a month. So, you have to keep in mind that there's a lot of reps. Play 10 yeah. games Pop a in week. some Twitch yeah. streams of some of the <laughs> higher players that are really high. Like, for instance, like Chanimal, Mirror, uh, Zico. Hydra and just watch how many games they play a day and you're like yeah they need content but they're also doing it because they're like finessing themselves and just like getting better so just that's that's how they're doing it you can do the same thing and just increase your play rate so all right cool sweet all right yep do you have an add-on to the week i thought we would uh, ask these two what they use <laughs> yeah let's do that let's move into Ladies and gentlemen, this is our add-on of the week. What is a good add-on, guys? Any major PvP secrets you can leak? Um, the best ones, obviously, just like super obvious, is Gladi. Um, really good. It's the closest thing if anybody plays retail, and they're used to Gladius. It's really close to that. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, there's some preset kind of ones you can get that are like from some of those so-called like really good PVPers they have already implemented in there. You can just like not even have to mess with it. You can just choose it, whichever one you like best and just use that profile. Um, Also, if you want to get more into it, you can actually remove and add things as you like to make it better your liking and, you know, finesse it. So it's easier for you to read. Um, Definitely going to improve gameplay because it's going to show things like TRs. It's going to show like, any kind of CC on the target, their health, their mana, their pets. Like you have all these different options. Gonna show yeah, it trinkets. shows trinkets, shows racials. Uh, it's kind of buggy, but it does show comp as well. So like, for instance, if it picks up a certain ability on a certain character, it will show that it is a resto shaman instead of like Ellie or enhance. Um, and then like 
you know, for instance, like mage wise, it'll pick up if it's like arcane mage or a frost mage, which are really important things to know going into a game. Um, then also show their race as well, like human and whatnot, knowing if they're human or alliance is really important. So it's a really good add on just for anything generally with uh, arena. So, and yeah. I- I'd agree. Like, I think the main thing is don't be afraid to set it up properly the way you want it because when Gladi comes, it has everything on, which is often you don't need everything on there because it's it's like <laughs> it measures everything under the sun and you don't necessarily need to show all the buffs and debuffs on every single arena target there because you, you have your target frames and focus frames already. So you can turn off stuff that you don't need and modify it how you want is I've I do that. And a lot of streamers themselves have Gladi skins you can download into discords and things. They'll let you have at least an initial setup, which will be really clean. And then beyond that... It also yeah. comes up like really yeah. big. Don't go overwhelmed by oh, yeah, it at first because it definitely will blow up your screen. Yeah. But, but it like, doesn't whoa. take a lot to like get set up to where it's not it doing that. It is definitely overwhelming yeah. at the start. Yeah, and, and if you want to take it a step further, honestly, if you know someone that's good with weak auras, usually most skills have at least like one person that's pretty good at tinkering with weak auras, you can get them to make weak auras to help you cheat in Arena a little bit. Um, like even good players like Chanum will do it as well. Well, you can get weak auras to tell you with sounds when something's happening. Like if, if you want to know when the hunter's BMing, you can have a weak aura that plays a loud honk when, when the hunter's doing something. Like I use it excessively right now. Like... I have a bell sound that goes off when anyone trinkets in arena. So I always know when someone's trinketing. If the rogue enemy oh, rogue that's cloaks, good. I actually installed a, an add-on that lets lets it play a sound when he cloaks so that I know like, oh, he cloaks instant blind once I hear the sound. So it's things like that. You, if you really want to, you can get sweaty with your weak auras and have sound cues for everything that you want to monitor. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna start close, we're gonna start closing out the show. Uh, and I encourage everybody to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. If you want to send us something longer, send those emails to WCRPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join our Mash Those Buttons disc- Discord, you can do so by going to mash.gg slash discord. Ratings and re- reviews, uh, you can do those on iTunes or on. Uh, Warcraft re- warcraftradio.com slash directory. All right, guys. Uh, yep. Where can we find you? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at CogniThePit or on YouTube.com slash CogniThePit. Or if you're a druid with some amount of resilience gear, you can find me on <laughs> White Mane. We got a week and a half. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go. Mel, where can we find you? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch. Like I said. It's you know, hit or miss if I get you there. Um, but you can find me in game on Mel Arena or Arielena. And big shout out to Avery, Avery, E-H-R-Y. Okay. They just transferred from um, Fairbanks to White Main Alliance. And he messaged me and not wow. you. So he's my best friend. <laughs> and Cass, where can we find you? Do you have any, like, a, you don't stream or anything, right? not really um yeah well not currently maybe in the future but for right now if somebody wants to message me you can my discords uh casimo like k-a-s-e-m-o and then hashtag uh, 7684 um then i'm always on white main on my main rogue on alliance side and vark flocken you can find me 
and then I also have a Horde Scarum Rogue uh, that you can reach me on too. So, and regardless, you can always message Bob if you really need to outreach to me, and he can get in touch with me for the meantime. Awesome. And Snowbee, yeah. where can we find you? All all the spots. Yeah, all the spots, I guess. Uh, honestly, easiest place if you want to find me, just go to tbcguides.gg and all my socials. Everything's linked there through my Twitch and everything else. But yeah, that's my website with all my guides on there. And you'll, you'll find links to whatever you need there. So yeah. Yep. And we've had people reach out to us uh, asking us to cover uh, speed run content and... I've just I've I have pointed them to you every time because we're not really equipped to do that. We don't do it, but if you check out prepared podcast, like they usually have a a a segment in the show where they go over speed runs and Zy Zyrene ex like ex explains the reasons why different teams do what they do. And it's awesome if you're into to speed runs because I'm into watching them, but I'm not equipped to really talk about them. So if you guys are ever interested in that, prepared podcast is awesome for it. Yeah, thank you, thank you for the shout out. Yeah, Zyrene's very good, by the way, for people who don't know. Zyrene is a hardcore speedrunner player, so that's why I have him as a as a co-host. He knows all that stuff really, really well. Yeah, and he'll uh, he'll rub people the wrong way at times, but. Once, like, he kind of rubbed me the wrong <laughs> way, all. like, early on. <laughs> but, like, you learn that it's okay. Like, I don't know how to, ex- I don't know how to explain it. Like, it just gets okay. Yeah. Like, and, he's, like, he's I don't frank. even notice he's it very now. very frank yeah. about everything. So he's not going to, like, sugarcoat stuff. He, if he has an opinion, he'll say it. Uh, he's not afraid to, like, if people don't agree or they, they might get offended. If he believes in something, he'll say it. And then he'll eat the consequences if he's wrong. But I feel like it comes with being a speedrunner, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a good listen, and one of the few bastions of WoW Classic content left. So definitely check them out. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore bob. That's b l a z z i n underscore b o b. I I might start streaming again sometime, but streaming is just so tough. But if you want to follow me. For the chance I might stream sometime soon, it's twitch.tv slash blazingbob. I don't know how you do it, Snow. Like, streaming is tough. It's tiring, man. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, uh, I don't stream as much when I'm making content. You see, anytime I'm making content, you see my streams numbers drop because uh, I'm busy making content, usually. Which is what's going to happen off. in the next two weeks, man. Like, uh, yeah. 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 You just have to talk to everybody, then, like, you have to be, like muting yourself when you're talking to the stream and then you're not talking to your friends as much it's just it's so much you know so yeah all right well guys it was a good it was a good show we're gonna get out of yeah, here thanks for thank having you, me i appreciate it appreciate it yeah absolutely yeah, thank you for coming, coming guys all right we're out of here you're welcome for you're having welcome me from me to you no <laughs> yeah you to me me to you you to me
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 